Hey, when does the show start? Hey, wait a minute. <gasps> First, let's hear from our sponsors. Oh, okay. In just a minute. New year, new problems, possibly, unless you got Mad Dog Manny Aurora, the man, the myth, the legend. Aurora Law Firm, specializing in criminal law, pops by the BS twice a month if you have any questions for him. You can always leave it either on our social media. You can shoot us an email by going to our website, podcastthebs.com, or you can call our hotline and leave it there, 404-369-3825. Even possibly set up a one-on-one with you and Mad Dog Manny on the show. He's handled litigation in 19 states, represented many clients, including professional athletes, law enforcement agents, lawyers, and politicians, top 100 national trial lawyers he is the man mad dog manny aurora the aurora law firm.com the aurora law firm.com the a-r-o-r-a law firm.com did you know in 2022 19.86 percent of adults experienced a mental illness issue that's equivalent to nearly 50 million americans just under five percent are experiencing a severe mental illness So what does that tell you? That means maybe you, possibly your friends, maybe your family need some help. Sometimes it's hard to turn to the person right next to you and you need to find that neutral third party. Ridgeline Counseling, Dr. David Markwell and his therapist, they've been uh, with the BS for quite some time, a personal friend and the best at what he does. Markwell Therapy com works with children, adolescents, adults. They offer Spanish-speaking counseling services. They accept insurance, offer self-pay options. Three Georgia locations, East Cobb, Marietta, right near the square, and McKaysville outside of Blue Ridge. But you can always get to them virtually. MarkwellTherapy.com. If you or someone you know needs help, just reach out. MarkwellTherapy.com. We all got to have insurance, right? Or even possibly change insurance, which a lot of people don't know it's a thing and usually saves you a lot of cash. Sean Camp at Country Financial, he's the man. Looking for a new car, you're going to need insurance. You want to get a hold of Sean Camp. A new boat, a new motorcycle, buying a house, all these different things. Sean Camp at Country Financial is going to help you uh, with and walk you through. I wish that my mother would have talked to Sean Camp at Country Financial. She would have had comprehensive, and I wouldn't have had to bought her new windshield. All right, how do you get a hold of Sean? 678-519-9028. 678-519-9028. Make sure you say the BS sent you, right? Get a little extra special rubdown. Sean.camp at countryfinancial.com. You can shoot him an email. S-H-A-U-N dot C-A-M-P at countryfinancial.com. The camp agency at Country Financial. It's your one-stop shop for all your insurable needs. It's time, ladies and gentlemen. After all these years in the radio business, Jason Bailey is finally unfiltered. I don't know what you want. With his bestest buddy and producer, all the way from Mexico, it's Nate, dude. Sit back, enjoy. Here is the podcast that is all about intellectually immature nonsense. Are a very particular set of skills. You will love it. Why? Because I'm Jason's neighbor. I'm old man Kevin. (laughs) And by God, this is the BS. All right, there it is. Episode 121 of the BS starting off a new year. Thanks for being here. My name's Jason Bailey in the Golden Scissor Studio, all sponsored by Gorenstein and Watkins, GWTrial.com. 
trial litigation attorneys, wrongful death, personal injury, contracts, transactions. Get it done early in the year. Get a hold of Gorenstein and Watkins. GWtrial.com or 470-491-0808. Happy New Year, Nader Tater Vader. Uh, the masturbator there in Playa del Carmen, Mexico. Hola. Hola, buenos dias. How you guys doing? Hola. Bien, bien. Uh, the extremely lovely, oh-so-sexy, vivacious, ready to just kick 2023 in the nuts. That'd be Nikki D. That would be me. Hello. 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 B-Man, conquering the world in 2023, putting up fences and testing backflows like you've never seen before. Uh, that is Brandon Thrasher in the Zelensky Studios there in Noonan, Georgia. Hello, Brandon. Already horror. Hello, everybody. Yes. You just, by the way, y- you will get your, what you deserve in the third segment. Okay. Right. Just, just, just relax. All right. You, you will be my first apology for 2023. Okay? <laughs> and I'm not going to fight gonna it. Good. I'm going to step back and I'm going to let you do whatever it is that you need to say, do you have carte blanche, just do whatever it is you need to do. Um, so uh, before we get into a little recap of, uh, of the last couple of weeks, you know, we did the, the BS Christmas listener takeover type of thing that I think went well. Uh, people enjoyed hearing what they had to. Here's the thing, though, with that is I there was a couple, you know, especially in that uh, the, the uh, private uh, BS two uh, percenter Facebook group. I'm, I have a chat like with a lot of you guys and people were saying, well, I didn't know he was going to use it. I didn't know. I saw that. I didn't, I, if I would have known, I would have done a better job. What is it that you didn't know? Like, I literally not only talked about it numerous times, but I have an email that lays out exactly what I was doing, what I was looking for. Yeah, I saw that. And I thought the same thing. Well, what did you think you were doing? Practicing for something? <laughs> I, I, I literally, I kid you not, I literally w- replied four times and deleted it. <laughs> I, I did. I, I, I was like, you got to be kidding me. And, uh, and I, was, I was on a text message with uh, one of the listeners, one of the two percenters that did one. It was like, man, I kind of sounded goofy. I wish I would have known. Like, so to him, I said, I go, what do you mean you didn't know? Like, I, I told you, hey, there's a, I'm, do you want me to read the email? Like, I have an email that specifically says what we're using it for, what I need. I just, I'm just curious as to what they thought they were doing since they didn't think it was being aired anywhere. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> they thought they were applying to be yes. able to be one. That was oh, it. Oh, They thought okay. they were auditioning. <laughs> yeah, a lot of them thought that. So I'd like to see this email. I don't think you're very clear. <laughs> <laughs> not a problem. <laughs> Hold on. I, I, no, I believe you because okay. I know how people like to listen. Okay. Um, All right. Because I can. But yeah, a lot of them were talking directly to Jason. Hey, Jason, how you doing? Can't wait to go have that beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that it was. was so it was kind of silly. Uh, thanks to everybody that came out to uh, Gate City Brewing. Uh, we had a little kind of end of the year, pre-Christmas beers and cookie kind of party. Um, it was, I mean, it wasn't like this big, you know, podcast and pours event, but it was pretty cool. You know, we had a good group of people out there. We had, uh, uh, Jose got me, uh, where is it at? Oh, I think Brandon, you left it in my back room, but he got me like a portable 
like these things aren't cheap. The dude owns a pawn shop, which is way cool. He comes out and he, he, he sends me a message before he comes out and he sends me two pictures, he sends me a picture of a Ryobi nail gun. And he sends me a picture of this. You, I, Nate, I know you've seen it. It's, it's a, it's made by zoom and it's a portable voice recorder. I mean, and you can put uh, mics in it too. It had, it had, uh, it had ports for him, but it's got like two little microphones at top that you can swivel kind of looks like an alien thing. Uh, and I was like, well, I've got the nail gun. I go, I, I don't have the other thing. I didn't know why he was asking me that. Oh. And then he comes out and he gives it to me. And I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, you know, thank you for everything you've done. And da, 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 da. That is so that's cool. sweet. Yeah. So, yeah. It's so nice. Mm-hmm. He's a nice guy, though. He always comes bearing gifts. Yeah. And and Rach and uh, Ariel and her friends, they made a bunch of cookies. So we put together bags of cookies with stickers and boxes of cookies with BS stickers and you know, anybody that came out, I brought T-shirts and hats and gave stuff away. And it was cool. Had all the uh, the the group that was at Halliversary from Barry the Hatchet. Um, Stephanie, who was dressed as the Harry Potter chick, and Jeremy, who I think runs the joint. Um, and it was a good group. That's a, that's a good group of people. Like, I got to tell you, they are a cool group of people, like, to hang out with. Oh. So much fun. And really, really nice. Um, so that was cool, you know. But, uh, yeah, as far as the show goes, you know, I just kind of, you know, still did some work, you know, and Nate and I were collaborating, talking about some things going into the new year, got some exciting stuff going on in the works. Uh, One of the things is, if you've missed it, I know I was telling everybody at at Gate City that night, and I I don't know, I don't think I've mentioned this yet, but starting this episode, actually, for you premium two, uh, two percenters, you know, we're always trying to find ways to give you more, obviously, in turn, trying to gain more subscribers for the commercial free episodes that we release uh, is that we're giving you now bonus content. So when the, the, the show ends and you hear the outro, don't go anywhere because we're going to continue the show just for the premium two percenters. And you can subscribe easy by going to the podcast, uh, podcast, and sign up for that. On top of that, we're also going to, and we're just starting with one. If I can find a sponsor, I can do all three of the BS episodes. But we're going to release full shows in video form. So you'll get a private link. Um, I don't know what day exactly just yet, probably Wednesday or Thursday, of one of the shows. And because a lot of people want the visual. You know, you, 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 you're big YouTubers and stuff like that, or big video watchers. And that's cool. I get it. So, uh, Buddy, the video guy, is going to put together a full show, and we'll have it in a private area on our YouTube page. Only the subscribers will be able to view it. You'll get the link, and you'll be able to watch it. So, oh, nice! Isn't that cool? Just that is cool. Trying Except to find for a little my extra bad hair yeah. days. Yeah. Well, don't have a bad hair day. <laughs> oh, sheesh! Now you, you can see everything now. I, I mean, know all the stuff we talk about. Nikki's bad wig days. <laughs> me dipping. Brandon vaping. Nate with his finest tank top. I mean, you just you get to see it all. It all. You get to see it all. Uh, Nate, how was your Mexican uh, Christmas? I saw that you went to uh, a remote island, off a remote island, off a remote island. <laughs> yeah, we went to uh, Bacalar. It's it's about three and a half hours south of Playa del Carmen. Um, but yeah, it's just this like really pretty lagoon. 
Um, it's kind of, it was formed by like these cenotes that had collapsed, like, you know, however many thousands of years ago, but it's just this like crystal clear blue water. And, um, it's just super relaxed. It's like, it's not as developed as Playa del Carmen is. So there's not as many people there. It's a little bit more chill. Um, so yeah, we just went down there for, uh, for a couple days, rented a car and, and got a, a place down there on the lagoon. There's probably just this feeling of disappointment when you got there, huh? What is that? Oh, <laughs> yeah. You got to yeah. you got to You got to think really, really hard on that one. <laughs> I didn't want to reset it with the name of the island. I just thought I'd say that to see if you got yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, yeah. It was it was good. Um, it was the first couple of days were great. Then the actual Christmas uh, Christmas day was a little cloudy, um, but I know I didn't have a lot to complain because I, I think it was a lot worse in the, the States there. So yeah, I, I wasn't going to complain about the cloudiness when it was like negative. It was negative 41 where my parents live Sheesh. with the wind chill. I'll get to the unprecedented uh, weather uh, and, and how it affected me, especially in the third segment. Um, because I, I've never seen anything like it. I mean, not even S- Snowmageddon in 20, what, 14 was anything like what we experienced. It was the nuttiest p- just push of weather for a couple days, which ties into my apology to Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nikki, how was your Christmas? Oh, but, well, did you guys get each other anything? Like Christmas Day, you and your wife, did you like say, yeah, Merry Christmas, here, open this up? Uh, no, we haven't done that for like probably five or six years. We usually just go somewhere. Um, like when I was in, uh, in Georgia, my family would meet us down in Florida and we'd run a house down there and usually they come down, but they didn't come down this year. Um, so yeah, we don't normally get things anymore. We just kind of go and do something together. God, I want to get to that level. I really, yeah. Stop buying stuff, man. You don't don't a lot of stuff you don't need. Yeah, you're, you're just finding the reasons to buy things that they don't even need. You're just like, I got to give them a gift. What do I get them? Are you are you saying what I wrote down in my head? Yeah, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I absolutely agree. Yeah. And the crazy thing is Rachel agrees, but we still get sucked into this. We're hoping next year is going to be a little bit different because we'll be empty nesters. You know, oh, yeah. I mean, not that, you know, we can't get each other, you know, like, Oh, here's a necklace or here's earrings or, you know, just something. But I mean, we still looks like Christmas threw up in our living room. It's just, it's, it's absurd. Uh, and you know, th- and this was the first year I'll, I'll get to that here in just a second. It was the first year that the kids got to experience a, my mother Christmas prize, which is a whole, whole new experience. And I'll explain here in a minute, Nikki, how was your, well, you didn't have a Christmas, right? Your daughter, no. you didn't even celebrate. You just t- probably told her it was February. <laughs> No, I didn't. I mean, she still got gifts. I had to work, so I, I went to work and came home. And um, you know, she had she got a Pandora bracelet. She got money so that she can order her own stuff. Um, I took her to the. That's actual... what Rach did. She so Madison's at that age too, yeah, yeah. where it's like, all right, I'm just not even gonna. I'm not gonna get you something you're not gonna wear. Mm-hmm. I'm not even gonna try anymore. Yep. That's what Rach did with Ariel this year. She said, pick out the outfits. Be surprised. I they fooled me. <laughs> be surprised when you open it up but that's you know but that's not how it's like th- there's a gray area in there you know of getting somebody what they want that's why i try not to ask for anything because that's part of 
the whole gimmick, right? Is that you have to guess, <laughs> you know, uh, it, it sucks. It's stupid. It doesn't make any sense, but that's part of the gimmick of, eh, you know, and I've got no problem telling her if I don't like something, I've already taken back like four or five things. See, that's a waste of time. Just give. give I like money. taking stuff back. I hate taking stuff I back. I love going back to the store afterwards and taking stuff. I, you know, which is totally not my MO. I like waiting in the lines. I like all the people. I, it, it's it's the only time of the year where I like this stuff. But I mean, I sat in line at Kohl's for like 30 minutes and I made four friends. <laughs> <laughs> Your wife gets you a shitty gift too? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> uh, so did uh, you get anything? Um, I got a um, necklace from a friend of mine. Boy. And some charms, yeah. Mm. To give you the No. Mm. But, um, yeah, that's it. I just got some Pandora charms. Are you happy with that? Yeah. My mom gave me some money. My dad gave me some money. So How much money? A couple hundred. Oh, like cash? Or um, like cash app. Cash app? Mm-hmm. Oh, see, that's another thing, is sending people. I mean, I know that's how you should do it, and it's the right thing to do, but it's just, it's not very Christmassy. You know, I'm grown. <laughs> I know, but it's still, you know, you're never an adult at Christmas. You still should be a kid. You know, if you believe no. and have the Christmas spirit, there should still be, I don't know. It's not. All, it's I'm, not a, I'm a traditionalist when it comes to Christmas. I know, because you're so upset about a tree. It's it's not that serious. Uh, Yeah, you, you, you got to have it. You got to have a tree. <laughs> Fine. You know, the only good thing about not having a tree for Christmas is you this, this week you don't have to take it down. <laughs> I have nothing to take down in my house. <laughs> yeah, Rachel's got to get to work here. I'm just tell you, because I ain't taking the tree down. <laughs> just not going to happen. I kind of know how your Christmas was, Brandon. It was very sad because you were at my house until about 11 o'clock uh, Christmas night Again, we'll get to the whole story in the, in the third segment, but you wake up on Christmas Day, and what happens in the Brandon house? Uh, I go fix a water leak break in uh, Arbor Springs around 10 in the morning, and then I get done with that around 11, and then I head over to my grandma's for lunch, and then uh, I guess we'll get to the rest of my day in the third segment. Yes. Yeah. So, so I was really your Christmas. Yeah, I've spent most of my time doing stuff for you. Yeah, yeah. we're seeing you. <laughs> well, you should you could say it with a smile. I mean, <laughs> it, it, like you make it sound it was like the worst thing ever. Really, you should feel good about it. Is what I'm saying. You, I mean, you are, in my opinion, Saint Thrasher. I mean, that's who you are. You're Saint oh. B Man. You 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 are a saint. You should. You're Sir Brandon Thrasher to me now. I like, yeah, like Elton John. Yeah, just like, just like Elton John. Or Richard Branson. Or, or Richard Branson. Or a saint in the church. Yeah, one of the two. <laughs> one of those. So we, we wake up uh, on Christmas Day just like any other Christmas day. Well, not just like any other Christmas day because Ariel is a teenager. Caleb wasn't here yet. He came later that night. So she's sleeping. Like, I I, I get up at 5.30, 6 a.m. usually. And... You know, definitely Christmas. You know, you want to get up to see if Santa's come. So Santa. <laughs> see, that's the problem. Believe. You can't hear the bell. So uh so you know, you get up and we're just come kind of sitting there and you know, have a cup of coffee and you know, it's tradition we make the cinnamon buns and and just like nine o'clock comes and Ariel's still not up and I'm like, This is ridiculous. It's like, can you go wake her up, please? 
And, you know, she kind of comes downstairs uh, and I'm all set up. I got, you know, like uh, every year I'm trying these new camera angles and try, I'm trying to record. So uh, last year, Rach got me a pivot. You guys know what a pivot is? Something that turns. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's got <laughs> with the like AI technology or whatever it is that it turns when it gets your body or your face or something like that. So she got me the whole shebang. You know, you got the tripod and you got the thing and you got the thing and you got the thing. Well, I really have never used it. And so I was like, I'm going to use it on Christmas. I'm going to put it out there. The, the problem is it only it only kind of locks on to one person. So it, I've got probably 400 pictures of just everybody. I mean, like everything. It's just like going crazy. You know, so it didn't really work out the way I wanted it to work out. I haven't even... Uh, posted all the pictures just because there's so too there's too too many of them. So anyway, Ariel comes down. I'm like, all right, you know, Merry Christmas, and the dogs are always first, and we pull the the stockings uh, off the fireplace, you know, the mantle, and you know, get the the dogs all their stuff. This year they just got a bunch of treats. Um, they got the 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 hard cheese sticks, which you know we're getting away from the the deer antlers and the chewies. We're going to hard cheese sticks. They're just better for the dog, oh. so they don't choke on them and whatnot. So they enjoyed those, you know, we watched them play and took pictures. And then we got to our stockings, you know, and it's, it's, you know, the, I always put panties in Rach's stocking and I'll get panties in my stocking and, you know, a little of this and a little of that. I got them both dongles for their car, if their car play. Uh, what we, is a dongle? You tell me, you little floozy. I don't know. I've never <laughs> heard of it. <laughs> So car Apple Car or Apple CarPlay or um, for Android too, you get in a car, you have to plug your phone in, in order to use it. Yeah, right. Which I think is ridiculous, and I'm not the only person that thinks that. So they make these dongles. They're called dongles. These the little boxes, and you plug that into your USB port, so you can hide it somewhere, like in your center console or whatnot. And then your phone will just automatically connect to it. Connects to that. Oh, neat. The only, there's two problems with it, though. The one problem is it sucks your battery. Like, if you're in your car for a while, you're going to have to charge your phone anyway. Mm. <laughs> so you either plug it in um, or I'm, I'm going to figure out how to do one of those safe mags on, the, I'm, I'm trying to figure something out so it's easy. Anyway, so that's one of the problems. The other issue is if you have a Bluetooth connected dash cam like I do, mm-hmm. Uh, or no, I'm sorry, a Wi-Fi connected dash cam like I do. Like it'll connect to the Wi-Fi in the dash cam so it can save your footage on their cloud. Right. It doesn't work. At least I haven't figured it out yet. So I got to look for a new dash cam. Or I got to figure <laughs> Or I got to figure out how this one works. This sounds so technical. Mm. I just plug my phone in. Well, you don't have to do that anymore. That's what I'm telling you. You get a dongle. <laughs> I'll show you what it looks like. It's really neat. It's it's very cool technology. <laughs> then we yeah, get Nikki, a dongle a dongle's basically any adapter between one thing to the other. So like when we what was that adapter we had to have at the station to plug into the board from what was it, the the eye something? It was a, a oh, mic. Oh yeah, I remember that. Oh yeah, the yeah, that, the uh yeah. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, the the it's like kind of or let's say, you know, and your iPhone or any phone now, usually your headphone doesn't work like the old school ones. So you get that little adapter that goes in between the yep. two. That's a dongle. Oh, okay. I, I rig. I rig. I rig. Yep. That's what it is. I rig. I remember that. They're like, well, yeah, if you want to, you know, connect to the, you know, 
this multi-million dollar, billion dollar radio station company, if you really want to make it work the way it's supposed to work, you will have to go and buy an iRig on Amazon, which is $15, (laughs) and connect your phone to all these expensive equipment that we've put there for you. Um, because that really doesn't matter. It's all about this eye rig. It, <laughs> can I get can I get reimbursed for it? We'll talk about it. Let's let's talk about it later. <laughs> Jason, you filled out a reimbursement sheet for fourteen dollars and ninety nine cents for some eye rig. Yeah, we had that conversation a couple of weeks ago. I guess I don't remember any of that. I I I, I don't recall. I cannot. We're in a situation. I need you to be a team player and just 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 pay for the. <laughs> <laughs> all right not a problem <laughs> i'll pay for the, i'll pay for the average uh so then we get to the prizes and you know it was just stuff you know i mean it, it was good stuff don't get me wrong you know i mean i got like this nice comfy black hoodie you know it's you know whatever nice. yeah i mean you know stuff that i like you know, and i got a uh, a power tool you know uh, the other one i took back because i didn't need it and she was like well, why don't you get something else i was like i don't need anything else so I was like, just put it back on your card. Save some money. So like, that's not what Christmas is about. Well, it's it's fine. When you've been with somebody for over 10 years, it's it's fine to save money. It's it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I promise you it's okay. <laughs> you know, uh, Ariel, we got her an iPad Pro. I was trying to push her to get a, a laptop, but going into college, she wants... Because all the kids use the tablets. That's what they're trained on. They're not trained on computers. They're not trained on ma- uh, laptops. They're all trained on tablets. Because the school systems give them tablets to use, yep. and all their work is through tablets, so they're it's a tablet generation. Yep. Which I couldn't do. I mean, they're okay, but I've tried to use a tablet daily. It's just not my thing. Like I'll just use yeah. my phone. It's the same thing. Uh, but she's, you know, they're all tablet kids, which is weird to say. And they have. Cool oh, I thought they gave them laptops. Well. No, they give them tablets. I think all school systems are a little different. Um, my daughter's school system, they have um, computers. Oh, they give they do? Mm-hmm. Well, I thought that was across the board. It was just like a deal that they no. had with Windows or whatever. Nah. It's only Roswell High. <laughs> no, nah, they got Chromebooks. <laughs> my daughter's school. It comes with a macchiato machine. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, and it's the Windows tablet, too, which, you know, drives, oh, really? drives me nuts. You know, so. The Surface. The surface. Oh, the ones they used it on football games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the ones they yeah. used on football <laughs> games. They ran them. So that's what she wanted. So that's what we got her. And she's her nice. face has been stuck into it. So that's pretty cool. Hmm. Yeah. You know. uh, and then dinner was good. Uh, you know, I did, oh my god, let me tell you about this ham I did. I did a twice smoked honey baked ham, uh, and I haven't grilled in a minute. Uh, it was freezing out, right? Freezing Christmas day, and and I saw it. I was like. Rach, she was just going to do the turkey. I was like, well, let's not do two turkeys this year, you know, because we'll do like a backup in case I screw it up on the on the grill when I smoke it. So it's like, it's just so much food and we we're, it's only us and then our neighbors and, and his kid. I was like, it's not, we're going to have way too much food. It's ridiculous. So we're going to have to have the ham. It's virtually impossible to screw up the ham. So uh, I'm, I'm looking at different recipes, you know, of honey baked ham on a Kamado Joe. Eric Gephardt, we've had him on the show when he went to Ukraine uh, to, to feed the, the refugees, or Poland, I think he was in. Maybe he was in Ukraine. Anyway, he's the head chef for Kamado Joe. You know, if you're a grill person, you probably follow him on social media. He's a wonderful human being, absolutely fantastic human being, and he's great at what he does. 
So I messaged him and I said, hey, you know, I saw this video of you doing this twice honey baked ham, but I don't find, I haven't found the ingredients for the, the basting sauce. So he sends it over to me. And it, nice. yeah, it was absolutely amazing. It's like there was uh, whiskey and there was a honey mustard and then there was a dash of this and a dash of that. Dash of that. So you, you put the ham on at 325 degrees when the internal temperature gets to, I think, 120 or 125, then you start basting every 30 minutes until you get to an internal temperature of 145. And then it'll, it'll have like a crystallized honey coat. Crust on it. Yeah, crust on it. Mm-hmm. So good. Mm. I think we still have some if you want to bite. I do. Yeah, it's so good. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. It was really good. So, you know, had food, had the neighbors over, and um, then we'll get to the Brandon thing. Uh, like I said in the third segment, he, he's the other <laughs> half of my Christmas. <laughs> it's Brandon. St. Brandon. We we did predictions, right, uh, last year at, at this time. So do, right. do you have yeah. you have those? You guys have those, and we can see if any of them came true. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, let me pull them up real quick. We'll do some uh, maybe you know, on another show this week or something. We'll do predictions for. Oh, like predicting for this coming year? Yeah, mm-hmm. we're very excited for this year. Odd number yeah, so. years. Odd, no, odd number years are better for me. Hmm. And I'm an even number guy. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, I'm an even number. Yeah, but 2023 just sounds like a good year. 2024 is going to be. See, I, like I just said, I'm an odd number guy. So 24 well, is my number. Oh, okay. Well, I can't wait for that lit year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go through, uh, through some of these predictions. Okay. Um, let's see, Jason, you had uh, Year of the Crypto. It, it was. The guy just got what, sent to jail. <laughs> Right, <laughs> I think that's the opposite of the year of the crypto. <laughs> all of them are crashing. Yeah, I know, well, not all of them. It, it was with with depends on how you look at the year of the crypto. I mean, I never said it was going to be a positive year. You said it was going to be the year of the crypto. The guy just got busted. What he was in the Bahamas, he was going to go to jail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Nailed it. Uh, and let's see. So I had. Is that the only one I had? No, no. Do you want me to go through each person's all, all together? Oh, no, no. Okay, so you're going. You're just okay. I was just going to jump around. Yeah, jump around. Um, I had uh, VR concerts will be more common. I don't know if that's true. I don't know they if are. a lot of people have. Are they, they are because I was when I when I went to Chicago. My friend has one, and I'm getting ready to buy myself one. And we were at a John Legend concert, and it was nice in and your I, living room. Yep. And a man tapped us on the shoulder like, how you doing? I was like, this is fancy. <laughs> so while you're in the living room, you got these goggles on mm-hmm. and a dude taps you on your shoulder. Yeah. Could you feel it? You can't you can't feel it, but you like you can hear his real voice. And it's like in your ear because he's sitting behind you in the concert. And but and you turn around and you look and you can see him. You speak back. It's so cool. That's way cool. It is so cool. And and it's like you're in, in the metaverse. You're walking around. You can go to different concerts that, that's being hosted. John Legend's at the piano, playing, singing. Can you go up to him? No. Oh. <clears throat> it's real. You it, really can't go up there. You can just sit and listen. What if you did go up to him? Do they have meta bouncers? I didn't get out of my seat, so I don't know. Oh, that's Next time I'm going to try it and see what happens. You should be like the first <laughs> meta criminal. <laughs> You want me to go to jail in the metaverse? <laughs> <laughs> like, 
Where's Nikki? She won't take these goggles off. <laughs> She's in medicine. She's literally in Facebook jail. <laughs> uh, why is she doing push-ups just randomly? She's just <laughs> Nikki, stop peeing in the corner. What are you doing? <laughs> She's carving out my wall. Stop. <laughs> Put that sharpened toothbrush down. What are you doing? <laughs> All right, give me another one. Um, you had uh, good old boy network will die off. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, I could spin it, I guess, um, depending on. Yeah, that. well, if you want to look at it like uh, the college football playoffs, the SEC is no longer dominant in that. I mean, there's a little bit of everybody uh, this time around. I was talking more about probably politics and, you know, mm. the, that kind of stuff, you know. So, I mean, if you want to look at like politics wise, you know, the, the good old boy network with the Trump administration, all of his you know, constituents are turning heel on them, uh, which I think I called four and a half years ago. Uh, and so, I mean, but the good old boy network will never die. Unfortunately, it's, it's, yeah. it's sad and it's sick. If anything, I was way wrong because if I were to, comp- you know, just cause it's a personal choice and personal experiences. If I were to compare it to like the, the former radio station where it's the good old boy network that runs it, and, and and it's like, if you're my buddy, you're my buddy. The funny thing about that, though, is they just hired, from what I hear, the dude from across the street to be the boss at this new gimmick that they're putting on. And the guy that was in charge got demoted. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, that's what I, I saw in the AJC the little toss-up, but I didn't see no confirmation. Yeah, no, it, it's not public. You know, that's oh. just what I heard. That's the, that's the grapevine. But usually, what I hear is pretty, pretty. I'm pretty, pretty good with that kind of stuff. Yeah, you are. When I heard that news, I was like, "Oh, dude, you got what you got." I was like, "God, that's so good." I was like, that's <laughs> that's just another step of them trying to push you out. <laughs> that's what that is. <laughs> Anyway, all right, give me another one. Uh, Brandon had uh, Elon Musk's Neuralink will cause brain damage. Has that happened yet? Yeah, it's not quite out yet. No, we got like another few months. He said within six months, like the beginning of December, they'll be doing human trials. I, I, I saw an article that, that not that long ago. It was like positive article on it, talking about how it can cure this and cure that and do this and do that. And so Yeah, he said you're going to be able to, like people that's never been able to see, hopefully they'll be able to see now and then like, your spine's all fucked up and you can't walk. They're going to put one in your back and should be able to fix that. We're, we're going to have a guest on the show that I had a conversation. One of the things also I did over um, uh, the last couple of weeks is Diamond Dallas Page had a, had a Christmas party. He's always has this great Christmas party. But this woman that I talked to, did, did had we taken a break? Or had I already talked about this? Mm-hmm. You oh, did. The, the girl. Mm-hmm. So she's going to come on. She owns this neurological place in Atlanta where they map your brain. She'll come to your house and map your brain. And it's cured PTSD in her husband for the most part. Yeah. So, I mean, she'll talk more about it and, and how testosterone maintenance comes into play and, and blah, blah, blah. But uh, it's, it's absolutely fascinating. You know, I've always said, Nate and I have always gone back and forth. Of, on the brain, I've always said you only use a small percentage of your brain. And peop- there are people that use more of a percentage and he disagrees. Back and forth, blah, blah, blah. But I, I really think that there's so much to the brain that we still don't know that we, we, we haven't even tapped into or tried to tap into that if we figured these things out um, neurologically, that it could cure a lot of the things that happen in, in, with people, you know? So I, I agree. I'm on board with the Elon Musk stuff with this Neuralink. I think it's, I think it's clever. Yeah. Until they start getting, being able to control you and 
turn your arms off and your legs off. Yeah. Well, that's the next thing I about. I mean, we're, we're living in the Terminator <laughs> days. You know, you know that, right? Yeah. I mean, we, when that shit comes true, we're going to be like, they warned us in the 80s. <laughs> they, they told us all about it. They made a movie about it. And we didn't listen. Uh, give me another one. Uh, let's see. I had robot marriage will become legal. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't know if it's been legalized, but I did find that there are people that have married robots in France and in Japan. Mm. Um, but I think it's just ceremonial. I don't think they went down to the courthouse. No. I'm sure some people would say that their significant other has become a robot sexually and <laughs> they're married to them. So you might have a point there. Yeah. All right. Another one. Uh, let's see. Uh, you had more athletes will retire at an early age. Hmm. Who's retired? How do we measure that? <laughs> Hold retired? on. Say, say that again. Uh, more athletes will retire at an early age. Oh, uh, JJ Watt just uh, announced his retirement, and he still has a couple. He still has a plenty, couple years left uh, to play in the NFL if he wanted to. Uh, that's just one example. You know, possibly. I don't want to say the best defensive player of all time, but he will go down in history as one of the best defensive players of all time. So he's getting out. He just, you know, his, his reason they asked, you know, why, why are you retiring now? Cause it's just time. And so I think that's a thing, you know, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, we see uh, Tua retire after this year, after only a couple years in the NFL, just because of all the concussions he's had. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I don't know if there's more than than there was previously, but yeah, there's definitely some that are just retiring because they're like, it's it's no longer just anything for the game. It's hey, I got a family to think about. I can't keep doing this and having brain damage when I'm fifty. Well, yeah, and, and it's it's a bigger picture. I think people now, uh, no matter what age you are, you're you're looking at the bigger picture. And I don't know if this is pandemic driven or not you know, where we all kind of had a wake-up call of what's important to us and this and this and that. But I, I, I think the majority of people in any job that they're in, they're looking for their long-term physical health and mental health. And they're, they're going, okay, in 20 years, is this job going to be here? Is this company going to be here for me? Or is my wife and kids going to be here for me? Do I want, you know, the, the, the baby boomer, the old school mentality is, Woman, you have nothing else to do other than to stay at home, take care of the kids, and clean the house. You have to understand that I work hard, and when I'm home, I'm home. You know, and that's that mentality's dead, right? I mean, that's just the it just sounds stupid. So there's a different mentality now of people looking at their golden years early in life and saying, "Hey, how do I want to live the rest of my life?" I mean, Nate's obviously a prime example of that. Um, uh, of what he's done to move to Mexico. But I think a lot of people are looking at that and, and changing little things. I know I've changed a lot of little things in my life over the past couple years uh, because of that reason. I mean, some on my own and some forced, but, you know, I've, I've changed a couple of those things. So it's a mentality. There's no doubt about it. Right. It's a mentality. Yeah, right. unless you're Tom Brady. Well, yeah, but but Tom Brady's addicted to the game, you know, and, and and I think more important, more importantly, he's he's addicted to becoming not relevant. And when when you're at that stature, I mean, it's it's different. If you were a mediocre court, if if you were a Tony Romo, right, and you get replaced by Dak Prescott, which happened, and he's like, you know what, I've made my money, I've had my time in the NFL, I've done a decent job, uh, I'm not going to go into the Hall of Fame. 
but I, I was an NFL quarterback at, at the highest level on a playoff team for the Dallas Cowboys, America's team, right? What's the next step in my career? You know, what am I going to do next? It takes, that's, that's the mentality you should have. Tom Brady's not thinking that. Tom Brady's like, I've got to be Tom Brady, you know, because he's the best at what he's done. He's the best ever. He's not even looking at how he's diminishing his legacy. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, he's Brett Farving the situation. He's just going to become another quarterback, you know, and he probably won't be with Tampa Bay next year. I mean, the rumor is he'll go back to New England. Now, he reinvents himself again at 43, right? That's how old he is, he'll be. And he's able to do something in New England. I mean, that's just crazy. He needs to just get out. I don't understand it, but it's what you just said. He's just addicted, I guess. He's he's more importantly than being addicted to the game, I think he's addicted to becoming not relevant. That is a thing, by the way. He wants his name to keep being in light. Sure. Well, then why doesn't he go be like a broadcaster or something? That's one in a million. I mean, he's one of 32 NFL quarterbacks, and he's definitely not the worst. He's not the best anymore. All time he is, but current playing statistics not. But he's still he's Tom Brady. He's the GOAT. I mean, the, when, he play, when, when the Bucs played against San Francisco, in San Francisco, the storyline was, this is where Tom Brady grew up. He was a Joe Montana fan. He always wanted to play for the San Francisco 49ers. He goes into San Francisco to play the 49ers. You know, the game's built up to be this big game. On the other side of the, uh, of the field, the San Francisco 49ers are now led by rookie Brock Purdy, which is a great success story. This kid, Mr. Irrelevant, which is the last pick in the NFL draft, comes out and leads the San Francisco 49ers. They look better than when they had Jimmy Garoppolo or Trey Lance in there. Where did this kid come from? Brock Purdy was, wasn't even born, I think, when Tom Brady won like his second Super Bowl or something like that. The guy, one of the guys that intercepted Tom Brady in that game, because Tom Brady threw a couple interceptions, went to Tom Brady after the game to ask him to sign the ball. Wow. (laughs) I saw that. (laughs) One, you've got to have huge balls to do that. Two, I think I would do that. (laughs) That's, That's how big of a deal Tom Brady is, is that, you know, and he was cool enough to sign the ball, which I thought was very classy. You know, so yeah. Anyway, all right. yeah, that was cool. Give me another. Uh, last one is uh, I had a new TikTok Zoom or OnlyFans will emerge. Not really sure, Brandon. You got any on that? I'm not really. Uh, no, I guess the closest thing would probably be Rumble, but not really a TikTok kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I think that was already around. So yeah, I don't think anything took over. Well, well you, Nikki's Nikki's app, but that's been around, right? <laughs> Meat flap. Yeah, it's been around. Yeah. It's just the streaming aspect of it that got popular. You, now you could spin that and say that people will depend on these platforms more than the traditional job. Yeah, that's true. Oh yeah, for sure. Because we're we're seeing that with uh, um, OnlyFans, uh, Mandy Rose, uh, Mandy Rose. Yeah, Mandy Rose in the WWE. You know, she they, they fired her because of her content on OnlyFans. And she's like, okay, oh. goodbye. And the next day she made a half a million dollars. Sheesh. <laughs> Just on OnlyFans. <laughs> you know, I mean. <laughs> Wait, the WWE fired her? Mm-hmm. 
Oh yeah, they're they're definitely known for their morals and yeah, and, uh, like, being what? on the up and up. <laughs> well, you know, they, they've they've got new regime. You know, our guest CJ Perry, uh, who was Lana in the WWE. I mean, she's got an OnlyFans. I mean, she's gorgeous. Her and her husband uh, Rusev or Miro. I mean, they post some pretty hardcore. I mean, they're they're just making so much. It, it's it's unfair because you have to be a, a a hot chick in order to do it. Even though I was talking with somebody the other day. That's it, because we were having the same conversation. He says that he knows this guy that has an OnlyFans account. He makes six figures, and all he does is show his feet in different locations or, like, with props. <clears throat> because there's such a big feet foot fetish out there. So he just takes pictures of his feet, like, next to an orange or squeezing an orange or in the <laughs> on the beach, in a pool. And people subscribe to it, and they pay him money for it. That's crazy. That's that's why <laughs> that's I, not normal though. That's why I think we should make an OnlyFans account of something ridiculous. It doesn't have to be pornographic, but just something absolutely absurd. You know, we'll have Brandon show his elbow in different places or rub it in something. I, there has to be an elbow fetish out there, and we could probably make a hundred thousand dollars a month off of that. <laughs> yeah, but maybe maybe none of us have good elbows though. That's what we don't realize. <laughs> maybe the fetish is not good elbows, you know? <laughs> True. So, is that all the predictions? That was all of them. All right. Well, uh, you know, we're going to be you know, another thing that we're changing in 2023, we're we're just sticking with this show, the BS. Uh, outside of the top 3, but we're dropping the Black Cloud, we're dropping the week in review, or, because we just found that you guys like to listen to the radio type of shows, these, um, versus, it's almost like we're wasting our time recording the other episodes. So we'd rather spend our time doing the long form radio type of shows for you guys with the guests and all that kind of stuff. So we'll be doing these as of right now, three days a week. Uh, the top three will also uh, be a part of this because everybody, including myself, likes the top three. And uh, and then Brandon, the coolest two, still have their podcast, and Brandy and Lindsay still have their podcasts on there. So, no. boom! Oh, we didn't get dropped. No. <laughs> <laughs> you, made the, you made the cut. Yeah, Brandon. If it's up to me, you'll never get dropped <laughs> after Christmas. You'll never ever get dropped. You will always have a home on the BS uh, network. Uh, I want to bring this up. Uh, this also happened over the holidays. Uh, one last thing before we do your Mex uh, Mexico moment, mate. So I, I have a, it's it's really weird, right? So I, I've I've reconnected with my mother after 17 years, and in in our bonus content today for you premium two percenters, you'll hear of another situation that I'm in with with my mother that involves scams and money. Um, but I, I I get this. I, I post something on the 20th of each uh, December. I always post something about my grandmother because that's the day she passed away. And, you know, everybody on my social media is, and I do it on my personal page. Everybody, you know, you're all, obviously everybody's very respectful and the people that know me, they get it. They know how important my grandmother was to me and stuff like that. And I've been doing this for years. And mm -hmm. also on the 20th, I, I have a folder on my desktop <clears throat> that says Graham. And in there is a bunch of pictures and uh, there's a video uh, that's like 40 minutes long, but it's just like 20 minutes. And then it just kind of repeats the 20 minutes again, but it was edited in the nineties. Like, and I, and I think my buddy, Chad Rachi 
was the one that did it when he was starting his film career. He's now head video production director at Universal Studios Orlando. Like he's you know, but you got to remember at that time the software was like you literally had to put a VHS a VCR tape in and have two VCR players and then dub it off onto a computer and there was only like one software and you your computer had to be Mac Daddy which they didn't really exist. So it was a process. It was a thing. And I remember him I, before my grandmother passed, I, I got a camcorder. This was the first like real run of the camcorder generation, you know, like in the, 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 the mid nineties. Right. And, and I got a camcorder and I was like, you know, I'm going to get some footage of my grandma. We don't, I don't have any footage of her. Right. So I got some footage when she was still fairly healthy and, you know, some fun stuff of her walking around and, and, and go goofing and being Graham, you know, so, I can remember what Graham was like, you know, in the visual aspect of it. And then when she started to get sick, I got some footage of that too. And, you know, she was kind of losing it upstairs a little bit. And I watched that video every December 20th, just once. And I sit there the entire time and I cry my eyes out. And it's poorly dubbed with Garth Brooks underneath portion of it, right? I mean, just like the whole, but that's what makes that, you know, you've got the snow, you've got the REC up in the left-hand corner, you've got the time, the date and the time stamp on there and stuff. You know, there's like uh, 30 seconds of snow at the beginning of the, of the, the video. <laughs> yeah, so it's, 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 it's kind of, you know, and I don't want to change it. I'm not going to change it. I love it the way it is. So anyway, I was going to post some of the video for the first time and I, I didn't, I just didn't have time to, uh, but I posted the pictures you know, and people that knew my grandmother made comments and, you know, or shot me a text and uh, people that are, you know, just my friends on social media, you know, said something nice or liked it or whatever the case may be. Then I get this post from a woman that says, and I, I don't remember exactly what she said, but it was something to the effect of, um, wow, that's a totally different woman than I remember but I'm glad you had that relationship with her. And who is she? Hold on, I'll get to that in a second. I know this person. Okay. So I private messaged them. And I delete the comment. Because I took it as uncalled for. Like, I, I didn't know what they meant by it. Like, it could have meant, it could have been a nice thing. Or they thought it was a nice thing. I just thought it was disrespectful. It sounds <clears throat> very shady. So I deleted it. Yeah. But I reached out to this person privately. And I said... Hey, hope all is well. Um, I just saw your posts on 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 Graham's uh, on the, the thing about Graham. And what did you mean by that? Because it came across. Uh, what did you mean by that? Because it came across a little bit negative. Mm-hmm. And I deleted it. And they wrote back. Uh, well, it wasn't supposed to be that. I was just saying that I knew a totally different woman, and she wasn't the person you're making her out to be or something like that. And then I said, well, okay, well I deleted it after that. Then they respond with whatever. <laughs> <clears throat> so now I'm irate. Like you guys know if there's one thing you don't mess with me on, it's my grandmother. Exactly. <laughs> like you just don't even go there. There's a switch that will flip and I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll go crazy. Jason. And uh, so I, I, I had to know, you know, so I wrote back and I said, excuse me. <laughs> and I, for, I forget exactly what they said after that. It, wa- it wasn't anything positive. I can tell you that. So I respond with, look, I don't know you. 
I've never met you. I don't know why you're in my life. I allowed you to be on my social media. You're lucky, but that time has come to an end. Go away. Don't talk to me. Don't post. Don't comment. You're dead to me. And that was it. They respond with, okay. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 not okay. It was done. It was done. It was done. So I find out, I, I, I knew that I was related to this person. Okay. But I, I never met her. I don't think she was the daughter of my uncle, one of my uncles. Okay. So one of your grandmother's brothers? No, my mother's brother. Oh. So she would have been her, this person's grandmother also. Yes. Because it'd be your it'd be your cousin. Correct. Okay. There's no doubt about it that I was the favorite grandson, grandkid. And I had a better relationship with our grandmother than any of the other grandkids. There's no doubt about it. It was just the way it was. There was a lot of jealousy because of that. This was a situation which I've not experienced in a very long time that I've been able to call my mother and ask her, what's the story behind this? You didn't know your uncles? Or is it like... So this... I, I did. I, I, they, they died at the, when they were in their 50s, so I was young. I didn't have a good relationship. I didn't have a bad relationship. I just didn't really have a relationship with them. Uh, so this uncle in particular, I remember, being the, I, I remember being over his house a couple times. Like they watched me while my mom went to work mm-hmm. before she had gotten married. <clears throat> they weren't at a lot of functions, family functions, like when we'd have oh, Thanksgiving or okay. Christmas or something. They never were around. Uh, I remember I was at this uncle's house in particular when I received the first full set of the original Star Wars figures. I remember that like yesterday. You know, they had a toy section in giant grocery store where my mom worked, and she came home or she came over to you know pick me up, and it was late. It was like eleven o'clock at night or midnight or something. I was sleeping. She woke me up. She goes, "I got you something." I said, "What's that?" She goes, "Here." It's like, "What are these?" She's like, I don't know, but they looked neat. If I still had those in the box today, I might not be doing this podcast. Right <laughs> You'd be rich. <laughs> a lot of money. So this, so I called my mother and I said, you know, what's the story behind this? And she goes, well, the only thing I can think of is her mother, which would be my aunt, not by blood. But your uncle's wife. Right. Wasn't a huge fan of my grandmother for some reason. It was if I were to guess, like most mothers, they're very protective of their boys. Right. You know, so maybe that was it. Who knows? So she never allowed this child in particular to be around um, to be around my grandmother. Then when he died, shortly after he passed, she got remarried. And that didn't sit well with my grandmother. Oh. You're going to remember, she's from a generation. Well. I mean, I don't know who's to say what the right time is to move on, but definitely when you were born in the early 1900s, if your significant other died, you're celibate the, the rest of your life. <laughs> you know, like That's just how it is. You know, you had one love uh, through good or through bad and you don't have another. So it was that, you know, so anyway, I was like, I couldn't believe it. I could not believe this person who I don't even know have a relationship with, I was like, you 
fat, miserable slob. Who are you to say those types of things on my stuff about my grandmother that you didn't even know? You're just basing this off of what you heard. You don't even you don't even have an experience. Maybe she had an experience with your grandma. You just don't know because you weren't around. Well, then saw her. she had every opportunity to tell me what it was. Didn't you block her? No, I, actually, I did not block her, Brandon. I, I just unfriended her. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be better. And, and it's you know what's funny is every time I do something like that, I always think of Brandon. <laughs> anyway, all right, Nate, here we go. And now a Mexico moment with Nate. Mexico moment with Nate brought to you by inspect all pest services. Inspect all pest services provides high quality termite pest and wildlife control, but that's not all they do. Inspect all can take care of your insulation, pressure washing, gutter maintenance, and other home services in the Metro Atlanta and the surrounding region. Mention the BS now and get 10% off. And you just got to call 770-483-2420. That's 770-483-2420. All right, there we go. All right, well, this happened uh, over Christmas uh, when we were down in Bacalar, and so we were staying at, uh, I booked it on Airbnb, but it was a hotel, and it was really cool because we weren't right on the lagoon because those ones are, like, real expensive, but this was, like, a sister hotel of this other one, this this fancy one that was on the lagoon, Um, so it was far cheaper, and we could use all their amenities, so we could go over there and and sit on their dock and their... uh, they got like swings and they got a restaurant and everything like that. So we could go hang out there. So it was really cool. But this hotel was like new. It's like the sister hotel. They just bought some land and then just built a new little hotel there. So everything uh, was very high tech. We had, you know, um, different kind of key card things to get into different uh, hallways and everything. And one of them was, I don't know if you guys have ever experienced this, but some hotels, um, least in mexico i don't know i haven't stayed in a lot of hotels in other countries but uh they'll have like a little slot and you put your key card in there to turn on the lights have you guys had that like uh like all-inclusive resorts Mm. yeah they usually do they usually do them like at all-inclusives uh just to save electricity Mm. uh on like air conditioning stuff because people will just blast their ac and then leave for the day and it costs them a lot of money so a lot of them will have these kind of like little key card slots. And so you put your room key in there and then when you leave, you just take it out because it doesn't matter because you're not in your room anymore. Um, but it, it has kind of an issue because the, if you want to leave someone else in there, you got to take the key card out and leave. Like, so we had tiger with us. So that was becoming uh-huh. an issue. You know, when we, we leave, we want the AC to stay on or the TV to stay on for him. And so I'm trying to figure out what to do. And in, in my experience in the past, you can just put any card in there. You can just put like a, you know, a saver card or something and it'll, it'll, uh, you know, everything will continue to work. So I did that. I was like, watch this. So I put it in there. Doesn't work. It just goes click, click, clicks off. I'm like, what the fuck? Um, so I start doing some research on them and I'm trying different things. I got all kinds of shit shoved in there. I'm, I'm shoving like straws in there. Cause I'm like, maybe there's like a little trigger that I'm not hitting. And, uh, so I'm reading on uh, Reddit and they said, sometimes the newer ones, they, it's not just a key card. It has an, like an RFID chip in it. And so like when you put the card in, I don't know if it's like a magnet or if there's just like a connection that's made between the little RFID chip and the, and the key card, kind of like a key fob, you know, when you go, you, you scan it to get in a door, like at our old, old job. Mm-hmm. 
So, um, so I was reading about that and they said, um, most credit cards have an RFID chip in it. And I was like, okay. So I go over there and I put in my credit card and I, I wait a couple seconds and it goes click, click everything turns off again. I'm like, fuck. So what I, I'm trying to figure out what to do. So I'm like, well, maybe it's not thick enough. So I put in two credit cards in there. Same thing happens again. It just goes off. <laughs> then I was like, maybe it depends on where it is. So I put my credit card in there at an angle and like kind of slid it down. So it was kind of, um, kind of wedged in there at, at an angle and it doesn't go off. And so I found out that the, uh, the chip in the room key card is in the middle of the card. So when I put my credit card in there halfway in and then, and then jerked it to an angle, it was hitting that shit like magnet or whatever it is. And it would keep the air on. So we were able to leave the AC on and and everything the whole time we were there. So I kind of Jimmy rigged the system to get around it. Why didn't you go to the, I thought you were going to say you went to the front desk and asked for a card for tiger. Oh, no. Yeah. No, you can only have one card because if you oh. ask that most most uh, hotels, if you read the fine print, any hotel you stay in that ha- that allows pets, you're not allowed to leave them in the room. You nope. have to take them with you when you, you go somewhere. You. Yeah. yeah. So um, I learned so that, I, I, I learned that lesson at the uh, Lowe's properties allows you to take pets and at Universal Orlando. They're all Lowe's properties. And we were staying at the Royal Pacifico uh, a million years ago and had a dog or two with us in the room and left and they were just barking up a storm and like they actually came and found us on the property <laughs> like, oh geez <laughs> like, we've been trying to get a hold of you your dog is barking you cannot leave that we're like well, what do we do yeah. can't take it to the park with us we can't take it out to dinner so we had to uh i think we went home we just went home (laughs) yeah that's kind of shitty because like if you're if you're staying at that hotel or that type of hotel clearly you're going to the park and you're you're not taking your dog in there so like why why would they allow dogs if if you can't leave them in the room that's kind of shitty we tell our people that you have to get your dog sitter so we have um numbers and services of people that you can call and they can come sit with your dog while you leave oh that's a good idea that's a great idea yep just another way to make some cash, but still, it's, <laughs> yeah. but I, I don't want a stranger in my room with my dog. <laughs> yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> no, unless I put up one of my, you know, security webcams, like you don't move from this spot. <laughs> you just... Also, if I wanted to hire a dog sitter, I'd just leave it at home. <laughs> and hire exactly. A dog right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's, uh, let's talk to our guest. Hold up. Wait a minute. Let's hear from our sponsors. Winter is here, and we know what that means. Rodents are looking for a nice, comfy place to call their home. Nothing better than a nice, warm attic or crawl space, possibly yours. Do you know that rodents can cost thousands of dollars in repairs or even worse? Squirrels are the number one issue with house fires in the attic due to them constantly chewing on the wires, not to mention the diseases that they carry. Well, not on Inspect All Pest Services Watch. They do full or partial exclusions to help get rid and prevent rodents from invading your home. Whether it's squirrels, rats, opossums, or bats, they got you covered. Fully licensed and insured, Inspect All Pest Services is a company you can trust to take care of all your rodent needs inspectallservices.com make sure you mention the bs and receive 10 percent off your exclusion work year-round exclusions one year of rodent trapping included with annual renewal rodent letters trap set and attics and crawl spaces free inspections inspectallpestservices.com 
doing a little remodeling in the new year, possibly. Go to UCI Kitchen and Bath. They've been Atlanta's number one cabinet, granite, and quartz fabricator and installer for the past 20 years. By the way, if you go in or when you go in, make sure you ask if Tony's around. Tony's awesome. You got to meet Tony. Fair prices, quality of work, and excellent service apart uh, from their competitors and their industry. You can visit the Norcross uh, showroom location and let their design team just totally transform your kitchen and bathroom into this beautiful and functional environment to fit you know your personality right it's a one-stop shop at uci kitchen and bath they provide installation on whatever you buy mention the bs you get 10 percent off regularly priced countertops ucigranite.com ucigranite.com i want you to get the latest coolest hippest trends in your house plus you get to improve your property value ucigranite.com and back to you jason i was a fan as a wrestling fan i loved the gimmick i loved lana and rusev uh, but now we got the surreal life to talk about because uh, CJ Perry, of course, a.k.a. Lana, in her WWE days, has got to live in a house with some interesting characters. And I go back old school, CJ, with the surreal life. I've always enjoyed this reality show. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. I'm so glad that Monday's VH1, Monday's VH1, 9 p.m. Uh, in the house with you, uh, the likes of one Dennis Rodman, Frankie Munez, Kim Coles, Stormy Dan, uh, Daniels, Tamar Braxton, just to, just to name a few. He, here's, you know, when, when I got the email asking if, you know, it's like, hey, would you like to have C.J. Perry on? I was like, of course I want to have C.J. Perry on. My, my, my question, my, my, my first thought was, do you go into this because it is a reality show and, and there's some acting into in, in the reality yeah. shows. Do you go into the reality show as CJ Perry or do you go in as kind of that Lana bad guy persona, bad girl persona, excuse me? <laughs> uh, well, so I'm going to give, tell you a secret and you were 100% right about what you said about reality, depending on what genre of reality, a lot, especially doc-style reality, they're, they're, they could story beat things out. Um, of course, the best reality shows are, are less beated out and more reality-based, but the real life was not beated out. It was not like a total diva situation or a Kardashian. It was... Um, full-on a social experiment where they bring eight celebrities from different walks of life, different religions, different cultures, different races. They throw us in a house. They take our phones. They put no doors on the anywhere. There was not one door in the entire place. And then you live with eight strangers that just happen to be celebrities. And then you have a roommate too. So not only housemates that you don't know, you have strangers that are roommates. 
So it's definitely on a social experiment. You have cameras in every single room, mics in every room, in the bathroom, in the closet. You have people following you with cameras. You can't even have a quiet, secret conversation with someone without a camera popping in your face and a boom over your head. So um, it was a lot, <laughs> a lot of drama, a lot of chaos. They wanted to make sure they didn't miss anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but watching the show back has been delightful. And it's like, honestly, in real time, there was a lot more dr- drama. In real time, it was a lot more traumatic. There was a lot of, I think all of us are still going through therapy, through some trauma that we went through in that house. Um, so subscribe to cjperry.com where I spill all the juicy tea on there of what happened that did not make uh, the screen. But it it's fun. It's, they really, they kept on saying it was a comedy. All of us were rolling our eyes. Like this is literally (laughs) the most dramatic thing of all time. What are you talking about? A comedy, but the way they edit it, it is highly entertaining, highly fun. And there is still drama and hot tea in it. So it's all, it's all real too. So it was not by any means. It was not like what you see on there was not contrived. It was actually, all of it is real and just as you watch the show, any drama that you see, just know in real time it was about seventeen times worse. <laughs> what, was there someone? Was, <laughs> was was there someone in the house that was a a fan of what you did in the WWE, or even you know your husband's wrestling career, which I'm a fan of as well? Um, where you kind of are you know, like Dennis Rodman had his dime in WCW back in the day, so there might have been a connection there. Dennis Rodman and I instantly connected over wrestling. Like I yeah. obviously was a, a huge Dennis Rodman fan. I loved the Chicago Bulls when I was really, really young, and that was the height of you know when I was five years old. They were winning all the championships, so it was I could not believe he was there because there are three. When I walked into the house, there were three people: it was Dennis Rodman, Tamar Braxton, and Manny MUA, and I was like oh my God, my dad is going to freak out that Dennis Rodman's here, you know, and my husband's going to freak out that Dennis Rodman's here. And then Manny, I'm a huge fan of Manny because I watch, I'm I'm a big YouTuber. um, I'm a big watcher of YouTube. You would think I'm like a 19-year-old Gen Z kid. Um, No, just a millennial that watches all the the YouTube vlogs. And so I was a huge fan of him. So I was really excited that he was there because I was like, oh, I'm gonna be, I knew I was going to become close with him. Uh-huh. But, yeah, it was, you know, Dennis is, Dennis was such a one-of-a-kind character, and he, he, his attitude, he didn't really have a lot of respect for anyone or myself um, the first 24 hours. But then we went to the wrestle. Our first activation was we went to a wrestling ring and we had to dress up. They made us like our first activity all together was we had to dress up um, as a character. They had all these costumes, dress up as a character and cut promos and have entrances. And so I actually got to introduce and be Dennis Rodzilla's manager, and so I was able to introduce him. I decided to be the character Svetlana, which is essentially Lana. That's just a longer version. It's Mm. like Michael versus Mike, and I did it with an accent. And when I introduced him and I was full-on in character with the accent, everything changed. Every like his and you know I, I wrestled one of the, the luchadoras on the show and every like afterwards his respect for me completely changed and we became really close and 
I think because he saw what I did and he, he was like, wow, you're incredible at what you do. And he, he said a couple harsh words, but I'm so thankful for those words because he's like, you know, don't just be a wrestler. You're going to be competing against Charlotte Flair and Ronda. He's like, go manage. And he's, he didn't even know, like, then he started doing his research and he's like, you got to go. He goes, evolve. He's like, you could be one of the greatest managers of all time in the ring and outside the ring. And he saw something in me of like how I would help people with TikToks, how I would hustle, how I would just like how my personality is. And he's like, don't settle for just being a good wrestler. Go become a gr- like the best iconic manager of all time. And I, it was harsh. I was like, I don't want to do, but now I'm like, you're right. I don't want to do anything in life if I'm not going to be one of the greatest. And so, yeah, I look forward to returning to wrestling at some point and managing people, managing champions, <laughs> and burning the house down. Well, why didn't you follow uh, your husband to AEW? I'm, a, I'm assuming they would have given you an offer. You, you've got such a huge fan base, and, you, and you're really great at what you do as an old-school wrestling fan and, and a person that is – is a little inside uh, of the business and knows a few people. So I, I think you're great. I don't know why you're still not in the ring. Thank you. I really appreciate that. That really means a lot. Um, I don't, you know, I, there's a lot of, you're asking some really, really, really good questions. Maybe we should call Meltzer and maybe he got the tea from Tony Khan. <laughs> um, Tony Khan runs his business. However, he liked to run his business and uh, I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> Oh, what, is there a chance to go back? There's a, reason, it, there's a reason why WWE is the greatest wrestling franchise and one of the greatest franchises in the world, and it's because you know they they value sports entertainment, they value storytelling, they value not just fighting for a wrestling title, but they value resolving conflict in the ring, and that is, I think. I think that's what makes wrestling special is that you can fight over anything. You can fight over like Jericho was fighting over a list. Mm-hmm. You know, he made the Jericho list yeah. and, or you could fight over Rusev fought in my honor so many times. You know, I fought Summer Ray because he took my ex-boyfriend that I hate and I want revenge. You know, those type of things are relatable. They also are relatable to women. A lot more women watch these stories where they're, it's a soap opera where we just resolve our conflict in the ring, and that's what WWE is great at. Like, they're great at storytelling. They're great at bringing comedy, dance battles, funny things, serious things, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, you know. Naomi and me were doing dance battles that have 10 million-plus views on YouTube, Mm -hmm. and that's the greatest. Why Me, personally, why I love WWE, because it's not just wrestling and entertainment as well. And I, I'm here to entertain and put smiles on people's faces, not just be the best wrestler, you know? Right. So I think that's where I stand on the two different promotions. And, um, so yeah, uh, the, I'm going to leave it at that. The, the, <laughs> there, there's a, there's probably a few people that don't remember this, but I remember watching, the and you're a Gainesville girl. I'm a Florida guy. Nate's a Florida guy for the most part. And I remember watching the Florida State Miami game in 2005. And I remember Brent Musburger, you know, looking at you and your your buddy Jen Sturger and your FSU, you know, attire and your cowboy hats and 
saying, you know, 1,500 red-blooded Americans decided decided to apply to Florida State. Now, unfortunately, in this day and age, you can't do that because it's misogynistic or sexist or whatever the case may be. But I remember going, wow, those are, you know, obviously you and Jen, very attractive girls. I think you had some friends with you. And then the next thing I know, I'm like, oh, that's the girl. That's the same girl. Like, this is great. My my, my point is, is... was that moment you were going viral before viral was viral? Was that the moment that you said, "All right, I want to be a celebrity. I want to be in the limelight." Or was that the plan all along? <laughs> I mean, you would have asked five-year-old CJ. She would be like, "Of course, I'm going to be rich and I'm going to be famous." <laughs> so um, I never, <laughs> never in my life did I. Uh, I mean, I grew up as middle class, you know, but I always knew I was going to become a billionaire one day and it's just like I know I know it and so like fame as well I always kind of knew I was going to become well known like it wasn't a doubt in my head but more so I knew as long as I can remember I was put in this world to entertain people and honestly put smiles on people's faces and whatever genre that comes in and storytell and I believe I'm going I am a great storyteller, and it doesn't matter if it's on TikTok, if it's on Instagram, if it's in a ballet, if it's in a wrestling ring, scripted television, reality television. It's like, you know, I, I hope to entertain people and make people laugh and kind of give them a break from our harsh reality of life for a couple minutes. Yeah, yeah. You're also... Uh... I had to go back after I found this out. You know, Pitch Perfect is one of my favorite movies of all time. And you were a Bella, you know, in her last year before, uh, you know, leaving the group. And, uh, you know, that's that's a franchise that I would have liked to have been a Bella, even though I couldn't, you know. Uh, <laughs> my wife, my wife, my wife, my wife and I watched my wife and I watched those movies, and, and I've always, you know, had the bit of Pitch Perfect Three is uh, one of the best uh, romantic, classic, sad movies of all time because at the end, you know, when when Becca goes solo, I <laughs> I'm like I cry. I'm going, okay, it's okay, man. I got it. It's the allergies. <laughs> Uh, it's so true. Uh, well, thank you. It, it it is really surreal for me to to. I'm just it, I'm so grateful, you know. To especially now, like looking back at, there really hasn't been an iconic franchise since Pitch Perfect for like music and dance. And there was the time in essentially the early 2000s that you had Glee, you had Step the Step Up franchise, you had you know the You Got Served, the Honeys. You had all these really iconic, and then, and then Pitch Perfect, these iconic m- music and dance franchises. And I remember auditioning for all of them, all those that I just had mentioned, and getting really far. And that's actually how I got into acting. I, I almost booked, <laughs> booked two, the lead role. It was between me and the girl that actually booked the job. And I was on hold for it. Like so many times almost getting these huge things. And it was a dream of mine to be a part of an iconic dance singing franchise. And it's wild because Pitch Perfect, I was at a pool party. I never auditioned for that. 
show. I mean, that movie. I never auditioned for it. I was, I, I'm pretty sure I was pretty hammered at a pool party. And <laughs> I got a call from my agent saying, hey, you got directly booked on Pitch Perfect. Can you fly to Baton Rouge tomorrow? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm backing drunk. Um, and I just, in my wildest dreams, I would have never thought that it would have led to like, so much like a financial blessing and relationship blessing and an experience that just really impacted my life. And But I'm forever thankful for that someone like you will tell me oh. 12 years later, 11 years later, I love that movie, you know? And it's just really cool. I'm very blessed. And you just, anyone listening, I encourage you to write down your goals and I encourage you to write down your dreams because these are things I wrote down over and over again. Like I wanted to be part of an iconic franchise. I wanted to travel the world performing and having trading cards and action figures and Barbies and dolls. And I didn't know it was going to come in a format of WWE, but that's how it was presented. And so, you know, we have to work hard in life. We got to write our goals down. We got to write our dreams down. We got to have a vision for our life and passionately chase it. And crazy things happen when you do that. Mm -hmm. And here I am telling you my story. Yeah, and it's a great story. Uh, for you know, if you look at your social media, over four million on Instagram, uh, almost two million on TikTok, over a million on on Twitter. Do you, do you have an OnlyFans account? Are you on that platform? I have a CJPerry.com account that you should all go subscribe right now. Um, it's been a it's been a huge huge blessing. It is yeah, you could say it's. Uh, pretty much essentially similar content to OnlyFans. I do a lot of other things as well. I tell a lot of stories about wrestling, behind the scenes. I, I show a lot of pictures and videos from behind the scenes from being on the road in WWE or Pitch Perfect or Cosmic Sin, but especially WWE because when I was in WWE, often I was a villain, a heel, and um, I just always would protect my character. Like for the... 99% of the time, I want to, I let my character blend over into social. So let's say if I was married to Bobby Lashley, you know, mm. I wasn't po- on screen. I wasn't posting my real life husband on my Instagram. I was only posting Bobby Lashley. So the fact that friends of mine, like Soraya or Paige, would like text me and she's like, wait, I have friends calling me and texting me that CJ's really having an affair with Bobby Lashley. <laughs> like, are you? <laughs> and I'm like, no, we're just telling the story. <laughs> but thank you. And um, it's crazy because I earned so much respect from, like, the industry. Maybe not the, well, the fans, I think, appreciate it now. At the time, they hated me. But um, I think from the industry, like, industry people, they just always respected my commitment to story and my commitment to the character. And I'm like, hey, I'm here to sell this story and make the company and the promotion that I work for a lot of money. Because at the end of the day, this is a business, and we need to translate it to sales. And so, yeah, I that's a lot of that stuff I put on cjperry.com. Plus, we have a really sexy shoot coming up <laughs> this Friday. Saturday and Sunday, we're releasing a huge collab, first time ever, with Miroslav, a.k.a. formerly known Rusev, where, you know, his birthday's on Christmas, so Uh I had to do a lot of convincing, but we do a sexy time shoot, so um, (laughs) subscribe, because 
<laughs> you never know what he's going to do one again. <laughs> That's fantastic. I like how you own it. And you obviously, I'm sure, know the reason why I asked about the OnlyFans thing because recently with Mandy Rose uh, in the WWE, they let her go because of the content that she's posting on Only. I don't know what it is. I'm not uh, on that platform. I, I don't go on there, but. Um, you know that that's always been the struggle, not only in, in the. In the no, I, I can't. I can't. Afford, I can't afford it, CJ. I can't afford it. Um, so that, that, but but that's always been the struggle with any with any company, even in my business with radio. You know, it's that like you can't have this third option of a stream of revenue. It all has to funnel through the main company. And I think those times are changing with the platform, social media, and what talent and storytellers and content creators are able to do. Um, I didn't know if that affected any of your wrestling uh, decisions or commitments or agreements because you're just doing so well on your own on social media. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I, I saw a bunch of articles come out, which is actually true. My, I, my last couple of years in WWE, I had an incredible, very lucrative contract that I had worked very hard and long for, which was incredible and an incredible blessing that I'm thankful for. But even on um, cjperry.com, I have, in the last six months, grossed more than I did in my highest-paying WWE contract. And I, you know, I'm, I'm blessed. For, I'm thankful for that. And you just... In the business that we're in and in the times that we're in, you have to capitalize off of any everything because you just don't know how long it's going to last. So, like, Instagram, right? Instagram in 2010 to, like, 2014, if you got on there, you probably grew much faster. You, like, it was a different world, right? In 2017, 18, 19, you could get all these deals on Instagram, like, super high-paying deals. Now, it's not like that anymore. And so things are always changing so quickly and evolving so quickly that you got to seize the moment because tomorrow it might be gone. And I, I'm a big believer in saying yes, you know, so I, I'm, I'm blessed to have this opportunity and, but I would always return to wrestling. I, I, this is, this is because this opportunity is in front of me, but if WWE was to call me tomorrow and be like, we want you back. It's not about the money. I would take a, I would not do, I would go shut the site down and go back because one, WWE is one of the greatest, like I said earlier, greatest franchises in the world with Marvel and DC. I think their YouTube channel is the most, it's the third most followed YouTube channel in the world. So, um, you know, life, it's not, and more so in life, it's not just about money. You got to do what you love and there's nothing in the world like wrestling. And if the opportunity was right for me to return and tell compelling stories that burn the house down, I'll freaking come back and do it for free. Wow. So just to be clear, I think I heard this right. You would shut down cjperry.com to return to the WWE. That's if Triple H is listening. Absolutely. Wow. Well, okay, let me give you another hypothetical. Pitch Perfect 4 needs C.J. Perry. But you have to make a decision because Triple H needs you on Monday night, but you have to shoot. Do you take Pitch Perfect 4 in a major role as a returning Barden Bella, or do you go to WWE? Oh, what is the return? What is the return of WWE? Am I, 
Main Eventing WrestleMania is one of my clients um, that I'm managing, Main Eventing WrestleMania, and I'm help, having, helping him beat Roman Reigns for both titles. I, I don't know. I might take that. But um, <laughs> it was not one of my clients beating Roman Reigns and me um, waving the Paul Heyman at WrestleMania main event then I might go with the big roll and pitch perfect return. Who's <laughs> to say, you know? If uh, I want to return and win money in the bank and cash in on freaking Bianca, you better believe I'm returning back to WWE over pitch perfect. <laughs> okay. So you've got your, your, your parameters. I get it. Uh, Nate in Playa del Carmen, Mexico. Question for CJ Perry. Go ahead, Nate. Yeah, CJ, with, um, obviously you have millions of subscribers and, and followers. How do you handle, like, the influx of um, interactions? Like, are you do you have all your notifications turned off? Do you read any of the comments, or do you just kind of post what you want to post and just let it go? On cjperry.com, just in general on social. Oh, just in general, like, you know, Instagram or TikTok or anything like that. Oh, gosh. I don't know if I go – I, I... – I go through stages. I, I, it depends. Sometimes I'm very, like, I go and I read every comment on Instagram and I comment and I will read TikTok and comment. Um, Twitter, Twitter tends to be a lot more toxic and negative people than both those other platforms. Uh, TikTok, it's nice because people are nice to me on TikTok. You know, like, the people love me on TikTok. And then on Twitter, it's like, Maybe because I was just a bad guy for so long. And, um, you know, they, you can't, people just come for you. Um, so I, 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 I put parameters on reading Twitter. Um, but definitely Instagram and TikTok, I definitely will go and check in. And especially when people are nice. Like, I, I like to surround myself with positive, nice people, you know, and not, not, not people complaining about every single thing. Because there's always things to complain about and there's always things to be thankful for. So let's choose to be thankful. Do you guys, uh, you live in the Tampa area or did you? I actually never lived in the Tampa area. I lived in the Orlando area for a little bit right. in development for about a year when I first got signed to NXT. And I live between Nashville and LA. I own a home in each place. So oh. I split my time. Okay. Gotcha. I travel a lot. Yeah. Work. yeah be, I, I used to live in Baldwin park, which is just on the other side of the, of uh, full sale. Oh my God. Yeah, I lived. I lived literally in Baldwin Park, so that's so funny. Yeah, yeah, I thought you did. Um, there's, there's a couple uh, yeah. of people in the bit wrestling business that lived there, but anyway, um, so here's what I'm getting at. So for those that don't know, CJ's husband, he's uh, a very large, large man, Rusev Miro, whatever you want. He's a very, very large man. CJ is a very, very attractive girl. So you're out maybe downtown Orlando, you're on I drive, wherever you guys are out and you're drinking, you're having a good time. Uh, somebody doesn't know who you are, doesn't know that you're married or care because you're going to get that douchebag in Orlando every day of the week and twice on Sundays. He approaches you, hits on you. It has to happen. Rusev's at the bar. Mira's at the bar getting you your favorite drink. He sees this. How does he handle that? Because it's had to have happened numerous times. I mean, he usually just, like, body slams the bitch and puts the person through the table, you know? I'm surprised you haven't read about it on Meltzer. <laughs> oh, is that happening? I'm know. surprised the wrestling dirt sheets haven't reported him suplexing some people a couple of times in, in an Orlando bar. So, so that's happened. That's happened. Oh, yeah. You know, pretty every other week. 
Okay. What do you say? Like <laughs> every Sunday? <laughs> Only on Sundays, though. Not on Mondays. That's, he likes to do it on right after church. <laughs> I, I, I swear to God, CJ, I had no intel. I was just kind of hypothetically speaking. I just thought it was, you know, because it has to have had to. I mean, you're normal people. You're an attractive girl. He's, That's obviously. You know, so. Uh, obviously. I, I, I mean, I, He's a 300-pound uh, Bulgarian brute, so you can imagine. <laughs> you can imagine the the the, the, the tables people are being put through. <laughs> I, I, I'll, t- I'll, I'll tell you a story. Uh, so this was years ago. Um, so I'm I'm very close with uh, very close with to. with Bubba Ray Dudley, the the wrestler from the Dudley Boys. And uh, oh, I love Bubba. He, he's he's one of my one of my. Dear, he's amazing. I love one of my one of my dear dear friends. And this was uh, after a yeah. TNA or Impact, whatever match it was. Everybody would go to the Ale House on Kirkman Road by Universal Studios. So I met him up there. And I uh, I saw on Twitter that Rebby Sky was up there, uh, which is Matt Hardy's wife. I don't know the Hardys at all. I mean, I might have interviewed him at some point in time, um, but I know Rebby really well. Way before she was, you know, in the wrestling business or married. Uh, when I lived in Tampa, and she was kind of very similar to you back in the day. She was the New York Giants girl. You know, you were the FSU cowgirl. She was the New York Giants girl and got TV time and became kind of big off of that for uh, for a minute. And she went on to go do this. Anyway, I text her. I'm like, hey, Dan, I haven't seen you for a while. She's like, oh, my God, I'd love to see you. So I'm talking to her up at, up at the bar, and Matt Hardy comes up, and he's just like, just laser beams through me like he wanted to kill me. And... I'm like, dude, you know, it's, I was like, Hey, you know, how you doing, man? I'm, I'm a fan. I'm, my name's Jason Bailey. This is, I've, I've known Rebby for years. Didn't matter. Thank God bubble walks up. And he's like, yeah. I was like, Jesus, I'm getting ready to have this brawl with these wrestlers. Let's let's not make this happen. I'm just saying hi. So very protective. I get it. I, I, I understand that. So I, I would, I would have really hated if it, if it were Rusev. I, that would have been really bad. Oh yeah. He would have just, Body slammed you immediately. <laughs> <laughs> so he's not a big teddy bear, is what you're saying. Uh, what? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He Miro doesn't do any of that. We've never really had. Honestly, I, people, I don't. We don't have those issues ever. Like there was a couple times he fired up because people got like a little hammered. But I don't know. I think people. It's interesting. Like my before dating Miro versus like. Dating Miro, even when before people knew that I was dating Miro, the first uh, the first two years we were together, people didn't know, and we were on the road. People just like it's insane being a woman and then being around like the Miros of the world or some of like these other guys in WWE that are like the famouses, you know, that are just big guys. People treat you differently. People are, and I'm feisty. I, I, I know you can imagine. I'm a little spicy, little feisty person, you know? Mm. With, I'm like a little Pomeranian that thinks <laughs> she's really tough and big. And it's like, no, you're a little teacup palm. Um, and so having like the muscles behind you, all of a sudden, it's like you don't even need to say anything. People treat you differently. Right. Like a hot 18-year-old girl walking into the room in a short <laughs> right. Well, I, I, I've dated a I've dated a couple yeah. I've dated a couple Russian girls before, and you guys, you ladies are spicy. You got a little little kick to you. You're very yeah, terri- very yeah, we're fire. very territorial as well. You know, like don't touch your man. You know, get away from a man. I mean, yeah. Mm, no, I got it. I mean, yeah. We're we're we had the the Russians had to survive World War Two. 
So there's a lot of fire and fight in us. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, look, uh, I'm getting the wrap-up, so Surreal Life, uh, please watch Monday's VH1, 9 p.m. I, I can't tell you how much I enjoyed this conversation, CJ. Thank you for the time. It was a pleasure meeting you. Hopefully someday I'll get to meet uh, both you and your husband in person. When you get back to the WWE or join another promotion, I'll go out there, and I'll see you, and I'll root you on, or I'll boo you, whatever you want me to do. CJPerry.com. Yeah! Is her website, CJ. Thanks. Yes, yeah, cjperry.com. Subscribe. Right. Cjperry.com. All right, CJ, best of luck to you. Thank you so much, and have a great new year, all right? Thank you so much. You too. Happy holidays. Hold up. Wait a minute. Let's hear from our sponsors. I absolutely love the relationship that I have with Nuberty's men's wellness facility in Sandy Springs, Georgia. I've been going there for, I guess now, two years for testosterone maintenance, and it's totally changed my life. As a 47, almost 48-year-old man, I have the testosterone of somebody in their young 20s, and I feel great, and I look great, too, if I do say so myself. But it's more than that. It's dieting. It's getting your life back on track. It's longevity, so you're around for your family, your kids, your friends. So I need you to go to menswellnessleague.com. Schedule an appointment right there on the homepage. You schedule an appointment. I'm in there once a week, and I see a lot of you two percenters up there, and it makes me feel good that you're doing something about your health. And you can get that wellness combine for only $99 because you are a two percenter. That's $200 off the regular price. Plus, if you sign up, you'll get a complimentary vitamin cocktail valued at $150. You'll get a full body detailed assessment and analysis from their board certified staff. When you schedule that call, make sure you mention the BS to get this deal. Menswellnessleague.com. All right, full disclosure. Yes, Rachel Guy, Rachel the Realtor Guy is my wife. On top of that, she's one of the best realtors in Atlanta. Uh, she's, well, not just Atlanta and the whole state of Georgia. I see her all the time driving all over the place for a lot of you two percenters, which I'm totally cool with because she's finding you, some of you, your first house, some of you, your second house, whatever it may be. Everybody's happy when they use my wife to find a house. She's a realtor with Coldwell Banker. So if you're looking to buy or sell, just give her a buzz. Her name is Rachel Guy, and she's your guy. See what we did there? 404-797-4600. That's her private number. Don't get weird on her. Don't get weird on me. 404-797-4600. You want stress-free buying and selling in a really crazy market. So get a hold of her also by email. I am Rachel Guy at gmail.com. And back to you, Jason. <laughs> All right, here it is. My big apology for the start of 2023. I, Jason Bailey, <laughs> would like to sincerely, <laughs> as Brandon's recording this with his phone, sincerely apologize to one Brandon Thrasher of B-Man Services for doubting his backflow pipe fixing punctual skill level. He is by far the best at doing those things that I know of. And I'm sorry for doubting him on social media and publicly saying something. <laughs> <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. How was that? Was that good? 
Believe that was good. I, yeah. I'm going to listen to that every time I go to bed. Okay. How, how was that? <laughs> I want to hear this story because you apologizing to Brandon? <laughs> I never thought I'd hear that. <laughs> as long as I lived. I, I, I got to tell you, I, I couldn't have been more wrong. Hmm. And uh, I couldn't have felt any worse than I did on Christmas, uh, Christmas Day. And we're talking about Thrasher Services? Yeah, we're talking about Thrasher Services. Wow. Um, so everybody knows the, the unprecedented, the biblical proportions weather that swept across the, the country over, you know, the last part of December and Christmas uh, and stuff. I mean, horrible. Absolutely horrible. <laughs> Um, we see the stuff still going on with the Southwest, and which we'll talk to here in a second. And we'll actually have a, a two percenter. He's going to stop by the, the Golden Scissors studio because his story is crazy. But uh, so up at the in, in, in Roswell, where I live, you know, North Atlanta, it wasn't horrible. Like we didn't have any problem. There were pro people had pipes. The thing was people's pipes bursting. Everybody had pipes bursting. Yes. And this is my fault because I didn't even take into consideration pipes bursting up at the cabin. So our cabin, which is in North Georgia, Mineral Bluff, Georgia, it's on a mountain. It got to negative four degrees. I mean, I'm sorry. It got to four degrees with a wind chill of like negative 16. That's what it felt like, I guess. That's what the app said, at least. Ooh. We have a, a well uh, pump you know, in a well for water that goes that we're not on city water. So I mean, this is, you know, cabin mountain living. And we just had it, you know, all redone and, and, you know, put the 300, uh, 300 feet of piping down there. So the water pressure is better. And I learned a lot about wells and pipes and all that kind of stuff during this process. And it, like a lot of well pumps will be hidden by a fake rock, right? You know, like those, those satellite dish rocks things, you know, to just put it right on top. But it's just, it's exposed. You know, the pipes are still exposed. I didn't even think about going up there. To drip the water? To what? Did, did you drip water in wells, or what do you do for those? I, I did not drip. I, well, you, you should, yes. You, okay. should, you should keep, that's like, the, they tell you this after the fact, right? Is that you should drip faucets throughout your house mm -hmm. when the water, so, so you yep. have constant water flowing. Yep. I did not do any of those things. I did it at my house. So we have guests, we had guests up there at this time that stayed there. They're spending Christmas there. That's a big, you know, vacation, right? When you're, especially coming from Miami, Hispanic family, I mean, fish out of water. I'm, a, I'm assuming they're like, oh, let's go up to North Georgia and stay in the mountains for Christmas and have a total culture shock of weather. This is going to be the best Christmas ever. <laughs> They've got their kids and everything and they come up. Uh, so, um, so they get up there, and uh, and day day one there's no water, or you no know, yeah day one there's no water, so the pipes have frozen. So I get my handyman to go out there, and I said, you know, can you fix this? Can you unfreeze the pipes? I I, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, just can fix it. Just fix it. So he goes over there. He could only get out of his truck five minutes at a time, because it was so cold. Oh wow! Jeez. Yeah, he could only get out of his truck five minutes at a time. <laughs> so uh so he 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 had uh he uh, he went and bought a heating cord there's these cords you can buy right that, hmm. that heat and he wrap he wraps it around the pipes and he's like uh he's like i can hear it defrosting i was like great uh so 
A day goes by, nothing. I'm like, shit. So I, I, I have a lot of irons in the fire, and I call this plumber that I've dealt with before, this well company, and they go out there. Now, right out of the gates, now this was before everybody's pipes were bursting. Like, I'm like kind of one of the first to this pipe bursting party, right? And my pipes haven't burst yet. And they, they say there's a charge fee of $500. Now, we might not use that whole $500, just depending on how long he's out there, and then we'll refund you the money. I'm like, fine, whatever, just do it. I just, I need water for these people. So the guy goes out there, and he was, eh, we're talking back, he's all right. Anyway, he goes out there, and he's like, the only thing I can do is put a heater, you know, like a heater you'd put in your house, like a small little heater, underneath the rock, he said, because your pump is frozen. It's not just the pipes, but it's the pump is frozen. I was like, all right. So I had this extension cord, you know, coming up the, the, the driveway. It's like a 100-foot extension cord. And it's coming up the driveway, and he plugs in this heater. That's all he did. He went to my house to plug in a heater for $500. Sheesh. Well, I don't know how much I get back yet, but... So he leaves, and I said, you know, is it working? I'm like, no. So the next day, they- Dang, they've been without water for two days? Yeah, two days now. So the next day, she They got sa- snow? Can they melt it? <laughs> they did have snow. So the next day, she says, uh, she the, the people up there, I'm talking back and forth with them through text. They're like, we went to go check on the heater, and it's not working. And I was like, it's not working. I was like, is, is it getting power? She goes- then text me right back and says, oh, it's very temperamental. You know, those heaters, like if you move it, it'll stop, right? Those are for safety reasons. So it must have blown over or something. It stopped working. So you're like, oh, no, we fixed it, <laughs> and it's working again. He's like, great. Well, let's give it some time and see if it, see if it works. 30 minutes later, they text me, and they say, we're starting to get water. I'm like, oh, my God, thank God. This was Christmas Day, by the way. Okay, okay. this is Christmas Day. We're starting to get water. I'm like, it's a, we're joking. It's a Christmas miracle. This is phenomenal. You're getting water. An hour later, they text me. There's water going everywhere at the top of the driveway. So the pipes burst because we defraud. There was a chance of that. Obviously, if you got something cold and you put heat on it directly, (laughs) it's a really good chance at the fight. I'm not an idiot. I know that, but I was desperate. So we got water going everywhere. Now, it's a problem for numerous reasons. The only good thing is, is I'm not on city water, so it's not going to cost me an arm and a leg, right? I got well water. I'm like, all right, well, I don't know what to do. So I called my handyman again on Christmas. Now, this is going to sound so horrible when I say this. Thank God his wife was sick on Christmas Day because they didn't really have a Christmas, so he had nothing to do. And he goes out to the cabin on Christmas Day to shut off the water because it's in a a secure place in the cabin where guests can't get to. And he shuts off the breaker. I'm like, oh, now what do I do? I'm calling everybody on Christmas Day. This is what I'm doing. After we open our prizes and before we eat, I'm calling everybody. And I'm spending my entire Christmas Day trying to find somebody to go fix these pipes so these people can have water. They haven't showered. You know, I, 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 I don't know what the situation was with the toilets because they couldn't flush the toilets. You know, oh. so I don't I'm waiting for my cleaning lady to, to text me and say, you know, like, um, yeah, there's duty in the ice maker. Yeah. So. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, really. So 
So I, I, I get a hold of a couple plumbers up there. They're charging $800 an hour. Sheesh. No negotiation. Take it or leave it. There's a waiting list. We'll try to get to you. But it's $800 an hour to go up there. Ooh. That's a lot of money. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, is that capitalism or is that price gouging? I uh, think that's it's capitalism. Is it? Yeah, all day. I mean, it's Christmas Day, and they're the ones out there in the freezing cold, away from their families and their kids to make sure you get water. I want to agree with you. I really do, because I'm very much for capitalism. But <laughs> I think the caveat with price gouging, because I've experienced it numerous times going through hurricanes and gas stations upping their gas, and that's the same argument is, is it price gouging or is it capitalism? Uh, and I think now by law, well, it is against law. You cannot up your, in the state of Florida, you cannot up your gas prices uh, during an emergency, a state emergency. This was a state emergency. So I think if there's a state emergency and you up your prices like that, I think that's price gouging. If people's you know necessities weren't at stake, then no. You know, if it were just Christmas Day and there was not a state emergency and this was not almost an epidemic, then I would say, yeah, charge whatever you want because it is Christmas Day and you got to work on Christmas Day. I totally get it. But because it was declared by the governor a state emergency and everybody's having this problem, nobody has water, uh, I, I think that's price gouging. I think that's the difference. I think it's price gouging as well. And I also think it was a tactic that they probably were using to get people to say, nah, I'm, I'm not going to use you because they probably were already flooded with people and they figured, oh, $800 or we ain't coming. People yeah. will be like, well, okay, screw it. But, but you don't know it's because of the state emergency. That might just be how much it is on Christmas Day because, like Brandon said, you're taking them. Just like companies pay people time and a half because they have to work on Christmas. Well, no, the guy said this is the price because of everybody having problems. I mean, he, he specifically the, – the, the guy that – I talked to two different plumbers, and the first guy, the one that told me about the $800, I said, are you kidding me? And I said the same thing to him. I go, I'm a fan of capitalism, dude, but Jesus – this is price gouging. He goes, I don't, I don't make the prices, man. Just, that's what I'm telling you. I go, your name is in the company. Like you're the company. It's your company. What are you talking about? You don't make the prices. And so I was like, I'm not paying you $800. I'll find somebody else. He's like, all right, cool. Whatever. Didn't need me. Right. He had people lined up, talked to another company. Same thing. Um, the guy was a little bit cooler, not as expensive, but still expensive. I can't get a hold. Uh, oh, oh, my my handyman up there, he couldn't do it because he didn't have the materials. And his wife was sick, so he had to take care of his wife. Hmm. Who do I get to go out to the cabin and fix these pipes? Who do I know that I could bribe to go to drive, <laughs> you know, two hours from Atlanta to go fix my pipes? Who can I find? You know, I'm going to feel horrible, whoever it is. Shit, Brandon Thrasher does this for a living. <laughs> oh, sh- and you know, I didn't even, I did not even think about the post from like two days prior. So I had posted a picture of the pipes bursting, you mm-hmm. know, or a day prior, whatever. And what did you say, Brandon? What did you reply with? I said, uh, emergency repairs, $800. Oh yeah, that's right. And I, and what, what was my reply? Oh, you have it right up uh, in front. Of, you're, you're, you're reading it, I bet. Yeah. He said, uh, he said, thanks, but I found someone more experienced and cheaper. 
Whoa! <laughs> Slap in your face. Uh, then Brandon replies after this is all said and done, which I'll finish the story in a second. He goes, this didn't age well, did it? <laughs> <laughs> I love that for you, Brandon. The screenshot, I don't know if you can see it, but I like how Brandon scribbled out the, the rest of the comments in red. It looks like it took a good amount of time. You, you could have just cropped that, man. <laughs> I started out with like the smallest pencil and I was doing it. And I'm like, wait a minute, I think I can get a little bigger. And it went a little quicker after that. Yeah. So, uh, so I call Brandon. Uh, what time did I call you on Christmas? Uh, 2.30. 2.30. Brandon, what were you thinking when he called you? Uh, Well, I was like, why is he calling me on Christmas? And then he starts off by saying, look, look, I'll give you a bunch of money. I'm like, oh, damn, this is my severance package. I'm fired. <laughs> <laughs> on Christmas. I was like, on Christmas, this bastard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I, I figured he wasn't having a normal Christmas. You know, it's, it's horrible. How did you figure that? Well, just because, I mean, the way he talks, you know, it's his dad. His dad works all the time. He doesn't have a woman in his life. He doesn't have kids. You know, his friends have, you know, real families. And so I figured that he just woke up, you know, his dad wasn't there and he was bored. If anything, I thought I was kind of doing him a favor because I, I said, if you do this for me, you can come over afterwards and have dessert. <laughs> Not even a meal, just dessert. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Get you a cookie. <laughs> so, so, uh, so I tell him, I said, look, I, and I was honest. I said, I, I feel horrible. I really do. I feel, <laughs> I, I did. I was, I was very sincere. And then I, and I meant every word of it. Well, did I not say I felt horrible that I, that I'm asking you this? Yeah. I mean, when you first pick Ooh. or yeah, when I picked up the phone, you're like, Hey, Merry Christmas. Uh, and they started going into your ramble. Yeah. <laughs> I, I ain't got time for all that Merry Christmas stuff. I got I got <laughs> Oh, but you do. You are Mr. Christmas himself. So we negotiated a deal quickly, and I didn't kick back much at all. You know, what he requested, I gave him because I was... Uh, I don't know exactly if what I requested is what you gave me. So the deal was $250, food, come over and hang out with me, $250. And he gets a laptop. Uh, the laptop. You did not say a laptop. You said the laptop. Or the the laptop. What I I know what you're getting at. So I, I'm assuming I just gave you the other laptop. It's still a Mac. It's still an Air. It's like an, it's the only difference is the screen's like an inch smaller. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's a little older. You oh, worked out a deal with him and jipped him on a deal? I did not jip him on any deal. <laughs> It's, oh my I just, th that's because that's the laptop that, I, that's the one I just had repaired and everything. Is that the one he gave you back? I thought no. it, I thought it was at first, but I guess it wasn't when he said it. <laughs> it's the one sitting right there in front of him. Yeah. So I guess this one's, I don't know. I've got three of these things. I don't know which is which. So, but it's still, I mean, you only need it for work and in your car. I mean, you beat it up anyway. I mean, I spent uh, $200 fixing, I guess this one is what it is, because you beat the shit out of it too much. So I figured you shouldn't, you know, that would be a good one for you to start off with. Get a smaller one, less beat up. Yeah, it misses dirt and rocks a little bit better because it's smaller. <laughs> but I guess it, it'll work. It works fine. Am I right? I mean, everything's fine. It's not broke or anything. It's almost brand yeah, it new. Turns on. Yeah, turns on. 
It's got so colors. Gave him $250 in the laptop. And food. Oh, <laughs> let's not forget the food. And huh? he brought his buddy. So he gave him gas money to get up there. <laughs> no, I mean, he, he got extra cash there, but he came over, you know, and I'll, and by the way, and I owe him a favor. I'm never going to forget this. I, 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 and I, I, and I don't know if I said this the other day, but I'm going to add it right now for everybody to hear. I owe you a favor. So I'm going to, on top of everything, I'm going to owe you. When you need me, I'm going to do everything I can to get what you need. How about that? That'll work. Make it good, Brandon. Make it good. I got to save it. (laughs) For something big. Yeah. So he brought brought his buddy Bradley over. Uh, Nice kid. Really nice guy. Uh, And that was cool for him to go with you and whatnot. So he comes over, uh, and they come over my house, and we go in my back room, and we're drinking. And, uh, I mean, we partied. We stayed up to, like, 10, 30, 11. Oh, no. I mean, we, you guys are party animals. Yeah, we, we, it, was, it was late. I had to kick him out, um, and I told him, I was like, I got to kick you out now because Caleb came home. <laughs> and we were going to do Christmas with Caleb. We wanted to do Christmas before midnight with Caleb. So that was legit. I wasn't kicking you out because I wasn't enjoying your company. I was kicking you out. My son got here, and we got to open up prizes and stuff with him. Right. But, I mean, we spent some good quality time mm-hmm. talking. He brought a big Tupperware bowl of weed um, you know, opens it up in my, in my house, smelled my whole house, smelled like weed. Um, and then he asked me to go to my neighbor for rolling papers and I had to go to my neighbor for rolling papers at, you know, 10 o'clock at night. So, um, rolled a big fatty. So were you pleased with the work that he did? Thrasher services? Yeah. Recommending them? I, I couldn't ask for anything better. Mm. I mean, mm-hmm. top notch, the best that anybody could do in that predicament. So on top he, of your amazing, he, he was in and out in like ten minutes. What? Yeah, took him like ten it minutes. Didn't take long. Yeah, didn't take long. You could fix a pipe in ten minutes. Not yeah, just it's pretty easy. Yeah, not just a pipe. It was apes. Mm. They're all over the place. Should have had you go fix my mom's pipes. Her pipes burst too. Yeah, everybody's pipes were bursting. That's crazy. Yeah, Brandon. Go clean out her pipes. <laughs> whoa, whoa, Nate. Why? Well, I, I, I told Merry him. Christmas. I, I said, you go go <laughs> into some of these, you know, North Georgia Facebook groups and say that, you know, who you are and what you do uh, and 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 cut cut the price in half from these other plumbers. You know, I mean, if they want to charge $800, you know how you make money is you come in and start charging, you know, $300 or $400. Yeah. My mom's getting ready to pay seventeen hundred. That's how much they're charging her. Yeah, her dang. Yeah, yeah, but insurance should cover it. Oh, I don't know what they're doing. Oh yeah, if if you have a, your insurance should cover it, uh, and or if you have a warranty company, your warranty company should cover it. I don't know. I, I just know she told me she got to pay that much. So the, so the people at the so Brandon fixes the pipes on Christmas, right? Water starts obviously flowing because it was going everywhere anyway, and it's starting to warm up just a tad. So now these people have water. Okay, let's get back to the guests of the cabin. They have water. Finally, you know, Christmas night, they've got water, and they've got um, they've got another, uh, I think they were leaving the day after Christmas. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, the day after Christmas, there's a snowstorm <laughs> up there. And they try to leave, and their cars get stuck, and one of them falls off the mountain. <laughs> The car oh, fell shit. off the mountain? Yes. Oh, I mean, it didn't like, you know, like lemming off a cliff, but it, fe- it it slid off a mountain and it was being held up by a tree. Uh, and they couldn't move it. So they're blocking up the road 
to go up and there's they had three cars and they all got stuck. These poor people, right? I mean, I'm laughing because they're never gonna come back. <laughs> Here's the, here's the thing, Nikki, is that they were very cool throughout this whole thing. Like they were very nice. They were they understood it. I offered them. I said, "Hey, look, your next visit, I'll give you ten percent off. You know, let me give you a, a gas card to go home." You know, I I felt so horrible. But in the whole scheme of things, I mean, it's an act of God. There's nothing I can do. Like this is not yeah, my not, fault. Not your fault. Yeah, no, not at all. It's not my fault. I'm just a nice guy, and I felt horrible, right? I really, because I want people to have the best experience at our cabin. I mean, you ask anybody that has stayed at our cabin, if there's something that has gone wrong, I've always gotten somebody out there immediately to fix it, mm-hmm. uh, to do the best of my ability, no matter how much I have to, to pay or to, you know, whatever. It's usually Jeremiah fucking Sample that I call. I'm like, dude, I need you, you know, and he's, because he's such a sweet man, he, he goes up there for me. So the... <laughs> We were supposed to go and stay at the cabin uh, the Tuesday and Wednesday after Christmas. And now these people are stuck there, right? And so um, so, uh, so I said, just stay up there. You know, take, have, you know, stay as long as you want up until Friday. You know, uh, it's on the house. No big deal. Um, and, uh, you know we apologize. We're sorry, you know, whatever. Okay, cool. Whatever. So they got an extra two days out of it with, with water this time. Nice. Here's the problem. You got somebody else checking in. There is another leak in the cabin. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And I know what it's from because it happens when guests don't read signs. There's no garbage disposal. You know, you can't have a garbage disposal in the cabin. So that means don't put food down the sink and don't especially put grease down the sink. There's a sign right next to the faucet that says these things, and we explain why. What happens is the piping underneath the sink, you know, the sink in the kitchen backs up. When it backs up, it starts to have a slow leak. That slow leak then goes down directly down into the laundry room. She's like, we've got a leak. And so this one, I think might've been on them. Uh, Cause I know exactly what the problem is. Um, you know, like Rach usually fixes it. You know, she takes apart the pipes and there's like a, it looks like a, a an ice cream stick of grease that's just stuck in the pipes and she just empties it out kind of thing. So, so they had another leak, which I you just recently got fixed. I, I couldn't get anybody else out there. <laughs> I was like, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get hold of our warranty company up there. And uh, oh, by the way, you know, since we're dropping the black cloud, here's my black cloud for the week. Okay, I, I, you just don't get an intro with it. So our warranty company, which is American Home Shield, and they're horrible, and uh, and and you can't ever get a hold of them. So because of what was happening in these unprecedented times, they that there was a two hour wait to talk to him on the phone, right? Two hours to wait on the phone. I can't wait two hours on the phone. So I go to Twitter and I ask him, I'm like, you know, Hey, can you help me out? And they're being kind of dicks on Twitter. So I'm like, all right, you asked for it. You know, that's why I'm a fan of the blue check on Twitter. And I, I don't know if I can pay the 10 bucks or whatever Elon's going to be charging, but it does definitely come in handy for situations like this. When you blow somebody up and you're blue checked, I don't know if it's just the image or what, but people react and respond. So I did. I sent something out and I tagged them on it. 
And uh, they got right back to me and actually called me. And it was a woman that I could understand. And she was like, oh, what can we do for you? What can we do? Well, they don't have anybody up there. So she's like, you just find somebody and make sure that they're this and this. And they call this number and get a dispatch number. And then we'll reimburse you. I'm like, thank you, God. <laughs> thank you, Jesus. <laughs> thank God for that blue check. You know, you know and, and I'm telling this story, uh, but I know a lot of you with this weather, um, with this weather, we're, we're just like in the worst way. Uh, Southwest Airlines. I mean, I, I've listened to the what CEO um, go on the, the news and talk about, uh, you know, how, you know, it's our fault. It's a failure. It's, it's this and this. Yeah, it's a failure. You know, and I like Southwest and I fly Southwest quite often, you know, but after this, I don't know if Southwest is going to be around. I mean, the, the, like the United States government is looking in to how they screwed this up because it wasn't just weather. Uh, it was it was a breakdown in how they handled things. And this is you know another example. I bitch about this all the time of poor leadership from the top. And you know who gets blamed for it? The poor bastard behind the counter at Southwest who's just trying to do their job on Christmas Day, right? They they can't do anything. You know what are they going to be able to do? They can't do anything. It's not their fault. They're just there trying to type numbers. You know, uh huh. Yes, that's all they do. You know, it's the people that put the, 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 the policies in place. And their policy sucked, obviously. I mean, this is like one of the worst breakdowns from a major corporation, I think, in American history. I mean, it's really bad. One of our two percenters and a friend of ours, Steve McCollum, you, you were a Southwest Airline flyer. Absolutely. <laughs> All the time. You, A-list member. You're an A-list member, right? That means you get on before everybody else. You're a big to-do. Uh, what happened? So get closer to that point, please. Sorry, Temperamental. <laughs> so <clears throat> we were supposed to fly out on Christmas Eve mm-hmm. and evidently what we discovered was when we got there, there was this long line of people that are at the baggage, uh, check-in station. And we were kind of figuring, okay, these people are hungover from the storm. They're trying to rebook their tickets. They're trying to get out of here. So I specifically talked to the Southwest people and said, hey, you know, is everything okay? Is our flights going out? We want to know before we check our bags. Oh, yeah, everything's great. We're going to get you out of here. Go ahead and check your bags. Everything's fine. I think, great. Let me take my jacket off, all my extra stuff, put it in my check bag. We check our bags. We go to the gate. Now, during this process, our... Flight gets delayed 15 minutes, 30 minutes, 45 minutes. This goes on up to two hours. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought, okay. What well, day of the week? What, what, what this day? is Christmas Eve. This is Christmas Eve. Right. And you're trying to get home here. We're trying to Atlanta. get back to Atlanta. So <clears throat> we notice it gets up to two hours, and then about 30 minutes later, it goes back to being on time again. And I said, oh, shit, something's going on. There's no, re- no way we're going to get out of here. They switched our plane. Something's, something's happening. So we had faith that we would get out of there. They waited till about two hours after our boarding time to come over the intercom and tell us that our flight has been canceled. We need to go get in line and, uh, you know, book a, a new flight for the next day. Because at this point, it's around 1130 at night. Oh. So there's this long line that had already developed. Um, Donna went and got in the line. I got on the phone, booked a hotel room. I saw this line was going to take forever. I called the hotel. I'm like, hey, guys, like I'm coming. I'm going to be late. Don't give away my reservation. Don't give away my room, please. We're coming. 
So we get in line, we make this trek up to the front, finally get up there, and this nice lady rebooks our plane ticket for the next morning. So we were fortunate enough to get out of there. We made it to the hotel around 2 in the morning, um, crashed for a couple hours, got right back up, hauled ass back to the airport, went back through security, got to our gate. Boarding time comes, boarding time goes. All of a sudden, they come on. Sorry, folks, your flight's been canceled. You're going to have to go get in line. <laughs> At this time, these lines are, I mean, 100 people deep. It, it's, it takes us three-plus hours to get through this line to get our tickets rebooked. So they book us for a later flight. Same thing happens. Canceled, go get in line. Line's even longer. So there are dozens of these lines all over the airport, and they've, it's like Walmart. They have 100 different gates, but there's only like six people working. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I noticed as I'm looking out the window, there's nobody on the ground. Yeah. Like when you look out the window at an airport, you see ants running around everywhere doing this, doing that. You know, I see luggage with tarps over it. I see the little choo-choo trains with luggage on it. They're not going anywhere. I see hey, give me a favor, but come up a little closer. You can see in the video. I, I, I just realized you're not framed. We got it. We, yeah, there we go. Yeah. All right, all right. Continue. Sorry. Right. So anyhow, I noticed there's nobody outside running around doing what, you know, normal people do when you're at an airport. And I thought that was a little strange. Didn't really pay any attention. Where were you at? At Dallas, uh, I'm sorry, Denver Airport. Oh, you were in Denver. I was at the, I was at Ground Zero. Okay. Ground this Zero. is where it all started. Jeez. <laughs> so, as we're, you know, going through this process, I'm constantly talking to different employees that I can get a hold of and, and trying to figure out what's going on. I was told that when the storm hit, they had over 600 crew and pilots alone stuck in places like O'Hare that had no flights going out. Uh-huh. That was causing the breakdown. I started talking, you know, I, I talked to another employee that said that, oh, you know, we had a problem with getting people to come into work because of the cold. That started this problem. And what I eventually found out, because it leaked on the Internet, Chris Johnson, an executive with Southwest, the day before, I think it was on the 21st, before the storm was supposed to come in. Now, mind you, the storm came into Denver on Wednesday night. Uh-huh. So <clears throat> he put out a memo saying we have an unusual amount of call-outs on the ramp workers. So the ramp workers are what they call the ground people that, that fuel the plane, maintenance the plane, onboard the plane, put the baggage on the plane, all the things that, that they have to do when the plane's taxiing or taking off. We have an unusual high amount of people that are calling out sick. If you're one of these people, you need to bring a legitimate doctor's excuse or consider yourself immediately terminated. If you don't work mandatory overtime, consider yourself immediately terminated. And it, this list, this letter goes on and on. I have a copy of it. So what that does in turn, instead of offering incentives for these people to come to work, like we'll give you a free paid day off or overtime or whatever, mind you, in the airline industry, I found this out as well, they don't get paid time and a half for holidays. It's a normal work day for them. Really? So there's no incentive for them to work. It's like Christmas Eve or New Year's or whatever. So when this letter comes out, over 100 people on the ground that first night quit. Wow. The next night, 75 to 79 people quit. Wow, because this guy was being because a dick. Because this guy was being a dick to him. And this started a wildfire that spread across the country, and ground workers across the country quit. Wow. So what you don't realize is if you don't have somebody to pull your plane up to the gate, 
hook the little ramp way up to the door, refuel your plane, maintenance your plane, take the baggage off, put the baggage on. Everything comes to a grinding halt. Yep. So what we noticed is every gate had a plane in it. And then there was one plane, three planes, 10 planes, 15 planes lined up on the tarmac like traffic. In this process of standing in line, I had a lady in front of me. She waited 13 and a half hours on the tarmac just to get off the plane in Denver. Jesus. The FAA allots them four hours, and then they start fining them for all the time that they're over four hours. And I knew, I was like, all right, so there's this, this, this shit's going sideways. Make a very long story short, we ended up sleeping in the in the airport. Every time we would eat, it was $150, $200 a pop, yeah. you know, because there's three of us. We couldn't find three flights out of there with any other carrier. I mean, it was just a complete and total nightmare. We finally got uh, three flight or three tickets with American that left yesterday. I don't even know what day it is anymore. Well, this Monday. is this is Monday. <laughs> when yeah. we're talking right now, it's Monday. Yeah. Right. So... You know, we finally get three tickets, cost us 1800 bucks that would take us to Dallas, and then we found tickets from Dallas to Atlanta. So we were able to get the hell out of Denver. But this process of bags and planes and the cancellations, it was, it was all caused by the ramp workers. And to this day, they're still blaming it on the weather. The, the CEO just put out a social media announcement saying that uh, you know, due to the weather, unfortunately, this is unprecedented. Nobody else is having this problem. Right. None of the other carriers. Also, Southwest, from what I understand, is the only carrier, at least in the United States, that does not have a partnership with other airlines. So right. if you need a new plane like yours, you know, any, most like Delta, something happens with a Delta flight, they're going to say, okay, well, we'll put you on a United flight. It's the same. You don't have to pay anything. Right. And so with Delta and United American places like that or, or airlines like that, they have what's called a hub system. So they have a main hub like Delta's Atlanta and they originate their flights from there and then they go out wherever. With Southwest, they do a point to point system. So let's say there's, you know, a flight will leave from Atlanta, go to Chicago, go to St. Louis, go to Denver and then back to Atlanta. Well, if something happens in that leg from Atlanta to Chicago, well, all the other legs are screwed. Yeah. I thought their hub was in Orlando. I thought they did have a hub. They have multiple, what they call, um, they call them, I forgot the exact terminology, but for example, like Denver is a refueling hub uh-huh. for, for Southwest. So they have the entire C terminal at Denver, right. but it's not their quote unquote hub like Delta hub does. So, that's not where they originate from. So there's a video that's gone viral of this very attractive young lady who's an attorney and she Tell, tell, tells people like you, Steve, that what you can do in this situation. Mm-hmm. Erica. Yeah. yeah Erica. That. Yeah. You know who Erica is? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How do you know? You know, see, you've seen the video. I follow her. Oh, you, she's a thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know she that. She reads all the fine print, so you don't have to. Yeah, that's she reads the fine print, Erica <laughs> Chick. Mm-hmm. She's awesome, right? I'm, yep. I'm like, I just became a fan. <laughs> so, she, if you know who you know, yeah, Oh, okay. Video. So, you should get your, I mean, one, there's going to be a class action lawsuit without yeah, a doubt. There, there was a lady on Twitter the Christmas day that had already started organizing Twitter people to come up with a class action lawsuit. But you should get reimbursed for your hotel, for your food. It's funny, you know. Yeah, they will. They'll give you a voucher. Absolutely, they gave us vouchers, three seven dollar vouchers. <laughs> no, no, wow. I know. I'm, I'm just, we, 
Meanwhile, a bottle of water is four dollars in the airport. Well, according to Erica, you get paid back for everything. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's Erica's full of shit. Yeah, Erica's full of shit. <laughs> there's yeah, there's no way. <laughs> Ain't happening. Who, here's the thing: is who who's going to give you this money? I had a guy in front of me. There's, the problem is there, there's absolutely no accountability whatsoever. We had a guy that was in front of me in line. We've been standing in line for about three hours at this point. And this, this dude's been on hold the entire time. Mm. So if you tried to call the 800 number, it was either busy or it just clicked. It didn't, it wouldn't actually ring. If you, the website was down, the app was down. Um, and the whole time we're in line, the, the system kept crashing on these poor people trying to, to help us at the gates. Uh, I kept trying to remind people like, you know, these are the only people on the planet that are trying to help us. Um, and they, they, those guys are truly the heroes of this whole story because we had, uh, to give you an example, the first lady that rebooked our flight on Christmas Eve was also the same lady that rebooked our very last attempt. She was there for four straight days without leaving. Wow. She finally, that night around 930, she finally said, I've had enough. I can't take it anymore. I've got to go home. So <laughs> we had a guy in front of us. It was on hold for over two and a half hours, he finally gets through. He he goes, hello? Hi. Oh, oh my God. Hey, yes, yes. Glad to finally get you. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm just over it. I would like to just get a refund and cancel my flight at this point. She goes, yeah, good luck with that. Click, hangs up on him. Wow. He pulls his phone away and he goes, oh, oh, she just hung up on me. Oh my God, she just hung up on me. I've been on hold for two and a half hours. She just fucking hung up on me. I was like, this dude's going to snap. He's going to kill us all. I'm like, bro, we're like eight people from the front. Just calm down. We'll get there. We'll get it figured out. I mean, it was bad. We saw so many meltdowns. There was this poor lady that was sitting and she was just sitting in her chair. Like, wasn't in front of anybody. Wasn't talking to anybody. She just starts yelling and screaming, holding up her phone and yelling about the situation. We had this other jackass that showed up in a, a stitch onesie. We had these, so the funny thing is, while we're in this line, it's the little nuances, like, this guy, like, people would come up to the side, you know, they wouldn't come straight up to the counter, they kind of come up to the side, like, hey, hey, I just got a quick question. Yeah. <laughs> We'd yell them, hey, motherfucker, like, all these people in line have a quick question, get your ass at the back of the line, right? So this guy comes up, and he's like, just starts raising hell with the one of the Southwest employees, so that stops everything. They have to focus on him now. A few minutes later... Like, she, his his girlfriend in a bunny onesie, she goes over and sits down amongst this group of people that are waiting, and she makes a comment about going to the car and getting her Glock and coming back and shooting everybody. Jesus. And so next thing you know, Denver police show up. And then these supervisors show up. And then we see them, like, over there working with them, and they're over there previously typing, printing out things and handing it to them. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I go over to the supervisor and i'm like hey i'm like just letting you know there's a lot of grumblings in this line we've been here for hours people are sick of this shit and you're setting a bad precedent because right now what we're seeing is all you got to do is come up and raise holy hell and you'll take care of us before this whole long line and she goes oh no he just got a permanent lifetime ban from southwest and he's been blackballed from the airline or from the airport we're just processing his shit so we can kick him out of the airport. God, if, they I, did, like, if oh, I were in that God. situation they did to me, I'd be like, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't ever want to fly your airline again anyway. I know. I'm just, it was so maddening, the, the whole situation. Here's another thing that I, I've known, a, I've talked to a couple people that were in the exact same situation as you. 
one thing that people don't realize or they, you know, cause it's not you, you know, you, you like Steve, you and your wife, you could go to the hotel and you know, you're a pretty chill guy, level-headed guy. And you know, you're dealing with this, but there are people that can't afford a hotel. They can't afford another two, three days of food. You know, like this is what they saved up for, especially elderly people that are going to see their grandkids that are on a budget. They're like, this is all I can afford. So they're sleeping in the airports. We saw so many elderly people sleeping in the airport. Which would crush me, mm-hmm. you know. But, you know, back in the day when I was a kid and flying all the time, and I've always wondered this, like airports shut down now, like at 11 o'clock. But as a kid, I remember flying, sleeping in airports, being in there like 1 o'clock in the morning, 2 o'clock in the morning. And it was a thing. You know, mm-hmm. like there was like, oh, what flight are you on? Well, I'm on the midnight flight, you know. or Like it seems like over time – Airlines stop flying at like 11 o'clock. Yeah, it's a, it's a hard to find red eyes these days. Yeah. I mean, you can usually find them like, you know, coast to coast or something. Because I used to love sleeping in the airport. I thought it was yeah. the coolest thing. It was like, you know, sleeping in a mall when it's closed. Yeah. It's it's one thing if it's your decision to sleep in the airport. No. It's a different thing when you're forced to sleep in the airport. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. You know, we couldn't find a hotel. Like, I was lucky that first night. After that, you could forget it. I couldn't find a hotel. I couldn't find a rental car. Amtrak was full. Greyhound was gone. Megabus was gone. There weren't any donkeys. I couldn't find a snowmobile. <laughs> I couldn't find... I mean, we literally had discussed the idea of going to a dealership, buying a brand new car, driving it back to Atlanta, the 23 hours it was going to take us, take it to a dealership and try to sell it back to them. I, I, I had some friends that got... Uh, their family got stuck in New York, and they were... They, they flew from... Florida to New York, and then they were flying to Pittsburgh. Uh, and Pitts, that was their final destination before they came home. And this was at the start of it, too. And they no, they got bumped. And so they ended up renting a car and driving, I think it's five, a five-hour drive. Uh, and it was a snowstorm, too. So they rented a car to go down there. Like, I mean, all the bad things that can come out of this. And it all starts, again, from the top, mm-hmm. from this guy sending out that 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 email. Yep. You know, and I know that happened because when uh, we got over to the American side, and I talked to a pilot, and he was like, "Oh, you were with Southwest?" I was like, "Yeah." He goes, "There's a labor problem over there, right?" That's the whole thing. They know. They all talk to each other. Mm-hmm. And he says, "You know," I told him. I said, "Yeah," and I showed him the letter that came out, and he goes, "Yeah, that's fucked up." He goes, "You know what our company did?" He goes, "We offered incentives. We offered, you know, everybody that works Christmas Eve, New Year's, New Year's Eve, you know, Christmas Day, like for every day that they do that, we give them a payday off the next year. Yeah, that's how it should be. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. you know what? That what what Southwest is completely fucking clueless because, you know, a lot of these corporations have this mentality of, oh, you need us more than we need you, and. The thing is, there's a labor shortage. Mm. These cats can walk off the ramp at Southwest, go across the gate to United or any other airline, and get hired immediately because they need them too. Yeah. You know, and probably right their own way, you know, get whatever bonus or, or additional pay they need because the airlines need them. How, how long do you guys think until the uh, documentary on this comes out on Netflix? <laughs> I mean, these documentarians, like, they're they're fast. I know. I mean, like, there was one I saw the other day of something that literally just happened a month ago. 
uh, which was crazy. You I know. told Nate, I, I was like, man, we ought to write our own documentary, call it Four Days in Denver. Like, it, it, we, we spent two <laughs> days porn. in Colorado Springs. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a porn. <laughs> no, it does. Me and Nate, Four Days in Denver. <laughs> <laughs> Touching my old Rocky Top. <laughs> Steve so, does Denver. Yeah, yeah, Steve does Denver. So we spent two days at Colorado Springs. We spent two days in Denver, and we spent damn near four days in the airport. That's so we insane. almost spent as more time in the airport than we did on vacation. Wow. So we got rebooked. This this period took us four rebookings and cancellations, and and thank God we found those tickets with American because the very next morning when we flew finally got to fly out, we uh, we found out that that Southwest had grounded the entire fleet. And then we knew, we were like, okay, some sort of intervention is taking place, Department of Transportation, somebody's getting involved and is, is told them, you know, all right, you got to stop this shit because it's a, it's a snowball effect. It just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. The biggest problem that I have with the whole thing isn't the fact that the rampers quit, isn't the fact that this shit was canceled over and over, it's the fact that they kept giving us false hope. Mm. Every single fucking time they would say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we got it straightened out now. Don't worry. We got crew on the way. We got, you know, pilots on the way. We got we got all this shit on the way. We're going to get you out of here. This is going to be the one. Every single fucking time. Mm. Until they would come. Unfortunately, we're going to have to cancel this flight. It was so infuriating. No. So infuriating. And, you know, and here's the thing. It's just you... When something like this has never happened before, you don't know really how to react to it. Mm. Nothing like this has ever happened. So when when the airline tells you, oh, yeah, yeah, we've rebooked your flight. This one's good. We're going to get you out of it. You tend to believe it yeah. because that's typically what happens, especially, right. you know, if you're on standby or whatever. Unbelievable nightmare. How's the flight home, finally? I don't know. I slept the whole time. Well, I can't sleep once. <laughs> that's it. Anytime I've ever had any flight issues, I've always, you know, because I'm not a good flyer, I'm like, Oh, this is how it's supposed to end right here. It was. This is going to be the what if game when I'm when this plane goes down. It's like you should have been on this flight, but instead he's on this flight. Jesus, just get me home. <laughs> so, did they give you any type of refund though for your tickets? They gave us three seven dollar vouchers. So no refund, even though you did not fly back out on Southwest. No refund. Wow. Not yet, but I'm. I'm so they 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 did send an email that said, "Hey, go to this website, you know, and." say whether you want to rebook or you want to cancel your flight. I went to the website, clicked on the link. It's broke. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. They sent us another one for our baggage. <laughs> By the way, our bags are still in Denver. Really? Mm-hmm. We got to Atlanta. So we, when we were at Denver, that was the first thing we did. We were like, okay, we want our bags back. Uh, oh, well, sorry, sir. Your bag's gone on to Atlanta. I'm like, how the fuck did my bags go to Atlanta when I didn't? <laughs> oh, well, they went on the next flight. What flight? There has not been another flight. What the fuck are you talking about? Why wasn't I on that flight? I'm like, why right. wasn't I on that flight? And they're like, oh, no, they're in, they're going to have to go to Atlanta, and then we're going to send them back to Denver, and then you can pick them up. And I'm like, that makes no fucking sense. Like, give me my bags. And they wouldn't do it. So they said, don't worry. You can pick your bags up in Atlanta. I'm like, okay, fine. Dude, we get to Atlanta. And there are literally tens of thousands of fucking bags all over bags. The baggage claim is completely full of just piles and piles of bags. Uh-huh. There is a line from the Southwest office all the way down the, the to the other end, and then it turns and goes down the hallway. And these mm. are people that are waiting to take their little tickets in there and find out where their bags are. We had a guy in line that was smart enough to put air tags in his bag. He was on the first same, the exact same flight, the first Christmas Eve flight to Atlanta with us. He pulled up his air tags. He's like, look at this shit. 
His bags were in Des Moines, Iowa. <laughs> He's like, that was not part of our itinerary. We never planned on going there. Like, we don't know how the fuck our bags ended up in Des Moines, but there they are. That's great. So uh, when we got back to Atlanta, I saw that line and I said, holy shit. So we, we went through all the bags. We couldn't find them. And I found this lady and I walked over and I just hung my head and she goes, what's wrong? And I told her kind of a quick synapse of what had happened. And she goes, Oh my God, let me give you a hug. So she gave me a hug and I was like, I'll give you another hug and $20 if you'll go, you know, look for my bag. And so she said, I'll be right back. So she went over there and she ran my ticket and she came back and she goes, yep, your bags are still in Denver. And I was like, Holy shit. And I was like, so I have to stand in this line now? She's like, no. She goes, those are people that are just trying to find their bags or fill out a form. She goes, when the bags come in, we've already had, you know, been notified that when the bags come in, we're going to call you and give you the option of come picking them up, and then we'll give you a voucher. Or if you want, we'll FedEx them to you. All right. And so I was like, call me. I will come get them. Do not give them to FedEx. I don't trust them fuckers either. Like, <laughs> I've got to come get my bags, you know. Now, you got to remember, during this whole process, I have no change of clothes. Yeah. I have no toothbrush. Oh, you always no got to carry your toothbrush in here. I don't have here. anything. Carry on. And so the you got to remember when the storm hit the day before, you had all of those people that were canceled and, and going through the same shit the day before. You couldn't find a toothbrush within 10 miles of the airport. I mean, you couldn't find anything. Use your finger. Just get you couldn't find anything. I even tried to bribe one of the workers that worked in one of the shops. I was like, I will give you $20 if you will just bring a toothbrush with you to work tomorrow. <laughs> and you can keep the change. And you're like, oh, I'll get fired for that. I couldn't find a damn toothbrush. Get fired for that. Yeah. So finally, like the very last night, I was able to get my hands on a toothbrush. I hated it. Did you share it with uh, Donna? No, she had her own. <laughs> she didn't share it with you? <laughs> no, she was smart enough to bring all her toiletries with her. I'm yeah. like, well, but, you're uh, you're home. Finally, you're broke. You're <laughs> yeah, tired. Yeah. You're miserable, and I get it. Uh, but let us know what they do. According to Erica, she get all your shit back. She get refunded. So she makes it sound so easy. Yeah, all you got to do is yeah. go to their website or call their eight hundred number. Yeah. All right, uh, Brandon, you ready? You can hang out Happy. for one question. Yeah. One question with Brandon. All right, dude, go ahead. Well, the holidays are over, so you can now get your orders from Studio Sparks Design. She was real booked up for uh, Christmas time, but, uh, you know, Valentine's is coming up, and I'm sure that person in your life would love a picture of their animal or uh, one that's passed on. Uh, Meredith Sparks, Studio Sparks Design, created in 2018, wife of Andrew Sparks from Sparky Lawn Care. Uh, they're based out of Ackworth, Dallas, but ships nationwide. Uh, and you can find them on Facebook and Etsy at Studio Sparks Designs. Yeah. Great. Fantastic. Look at that picture of uh, Toon Tunes she did. Isn't that amazing? Very amazing. nice. Great. All right. What's your one question? All right. Would you rather spend five years in jail or 10 years in a coma? Wow. That's easy. Okay. I want to be alive. So I'll spend five years in jail. Hang around. You're still alive. Play some cards. Yeah, know. but you have a record when you get out. Is it, are you a felon? Yeah, you did something real bad. Yeah, I think I'm doing a coma. I could use a good nap. <laughs> no, I don't want to be in a coma for 10 years. Lose I'll some weight, wake up, you missed the whole decade, probably worth it. They got a lot of good movies to catch up on. Yeah, you can binge watch just about anything. Uh, when you're in a coma? No, when you wake up. No, when you wake up. Oh, I was like, yeah. I don't think you're going to remember anything. <laughs> what, you, you, you know, you missed, uh, you, you saved a lot of money. 
you missed uh, whatever trends fashion-wise, so whatever you went into the coma with are probably back in style. You didn't save any money. You were in a coma. It means you don't have any money. You have very high medical bills. The people who were out here trying to take care of you are probably halfway broke. You don't have money. You're waking yeah. up broke. No, my in insurance destitute. is covering everything. Right, Brandon? No. Yeah. yeah, for 10 years. Yeah, for 10 years. My insurance is, they don't just let you down like, oh, you're, you're tapped out after five years. My insurance is covering everything. How does insurance work? Do we not pay insurance monthly? Yes, I'm paying monthly. So if you're in a coma, how are you paying your insurance? Auto pay. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> you're broke. <laughs> it, it just, I'll pay the, I mean, I'm a little late on my credit card payments, but I'll, I'll get to it. I promise. <laughs> God. They're not gonna. They're not gonna stop taking money out of my account. Somebody will take care of it. You know, somebody will pay for it for me. Mm-hmm, sure. Yeah, I'm going coma anyway. Nate, uh, I'm with Nikki. I'm going jail. Uh, your coma. I'm actually surprised you want the coma because you're not. You're not progressing or learning anything for ten years. Where if you're in jail, you're at least reading books, watching TV shows. You can learn a new skill. Yeah. Um, probably breaking. Probably breaking and entering. But. but um, but yeah, I'd rather be in jail and learn something and interact with people. That you know of. I mean, we cannot ex- talk about being in a coma. Like, it could be a really cool experience. You, know, you could wake up and like, shit, how did I learn to speak Spanish like that? <laughs> <laughs> it happens. There's you pe- can learn to speak Spanish in jail, too. No, no, there's people that have been in comas and they wake up and they're British. You know, I mean, like, weird shit happens while you're in comas. I mean, I'm all for the experience. I could... I, really the, 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 the inviting thing for me is the nap, like just to relax for 10 years <laughs> is amazing. Like I can't get a full, you know, six, seven hours sleep now. I mean, I got to get up and go to the bathroom. Well, well you can, you just, you just pick to do that. You don't have to wake up at five 30. You could wake up whenever you want. No, no, no. I have no choice. Like my body, once I'm up, I'm up. And I've reached the age where I have to pee like at five in the morning or six, like I'm, I'm that guy now. So when I get up and I go to pee and I get in bed, I can't go back to bed. Like my body won't shut down. It's like ready to go. And so then I grab my phone and I start scrolling. And then the next thing I know, I'm been scrolling for 30 minutes. I'm like, what am I doing? I could be accomplishing something. So I get up and start my day. And I'm like, and then I wake my wife up and she gets mad at me. Cause I'm like, let's go to the gym. There's nothing better than an early morning workout. <laughs> like we're going to be done before people even get up. This is great. She's like, go back to bed, go back right. to bed. So I don't know, Steve, you want to get on this? You want a coma or jail? It depends. Do you age during that 10 years in the coma? Uh, do you typically age in a coma? Yes. Do you? Yeah. yeah. Not a lot. Uh, I take prison. <laughs> yeah. You're going to get something in your butt in prison, coma. Well, if you did, you're not going to know it. I've got enough connections. I'd be that guy that can get you anything. <laughs> you'd be, you're gonna you be, definitely you're gonna, would. You're going to be red, red from Shawshank. Yeah. I'll be Chris Rock from there. Yeah. All right. Uh, there we go. One question with Sir St. Brandon Thrasher of B-Man Services. Ooh-wee. He had some good ham and some humble pie. I love it. Uh, PodcastTheBS.com. That is our website. Please, all of our social media, you know, big push. 2023. Again, I'm going to keep saying this. All the stuff that we post, please like, please share. If you have not started to follow us on Facebook or become a part of the private 2 Percenter Facebook group, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, uh, please just uh, YouTube, subscribe to our YouTube channel. You know, just take a minute and go through all of those right off of podcastthebs.com. 
uh, and subs, uh, subscribe, follow, like, whatever. Subscribe to the podcast. Premium two percenters get commercial-free episodes. You get uh, early release episodes. So if you're on your way to work, I was talking with uh, a two percenter the other day who's a fireman. He drives two hours to work, two hours there, two hours back. And he listens to the show the entire time. Um, so it's great, you know, and he's a, he's a subscriber. So it makes sense because he's up at like five in the morning going to work. And now that we've added to that, you're going to get the one full show video uh, with a private link emailed to you. So check your email, whatever email you signed up on Anchor slash Spotify with uh, through us. That's where the private link, don't message me and say, where's the link? I'm sending it to whatever email that you signed up with. So check that, check your junk, check your spam or whatever. That's where it's going to be coming to. And for you premium two percenters, we're now adding extra content to each show. So after the outro, don't stop it. Don't go anywhere. Uh, I've I've got another thing to tell you about that happened over the holidays. And this is... uh, what I think, I mean, you're going to have to be the judge, is an email scam. Um, and I've got the emails to prove it. And I'm trying to buy a low-budget car off of Facebook Marketplace. And it's been a disaster so far. So I'll tell you that story if uh, if you want to stick around and listen for your premium two percenters. Nate, got anything before we get out? Everybody needs themselves a Brandon every now and then. Absolutely. Brandon. Uh, call Nate if you want to jailbreak your hotel room. There you go. All right, Nikki D. <laughs> no soul planes in 2023. Fly Delta. No soul planes. Stay the no soul fuck planes. off of Southwest. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Steve McCollum's finish. All right, look, uh, happy new year. Let's make it a good one. Uh, have yourself a great, safe rest of your day. Always thanks for the support. Appreciate you listening. Premium two percenters, keep listening. Bye. Get off my lawn. It's old man Kevin, and the BS is done for right now. Please share, like, and support. Podcastthebs.com. It's better than radio. Now, get out of here.